Sir, what if I told you I had an invention that could change your whole life? Something that could put a smile on your butt. Yeah, yeah, you know, just because you can't see your bunghole doesn't mean you should ignore it. Damn it, boy, that ain't nothing but a wire hanger. It's the Butt Scratcher 2000, asswipe. Coming to you from beautiful upstate New York, this is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. You wanted the best, but you got us instead. Kiss. No, no, sorry. <laughs> you want the best, but they couldn't make it. So here's Guns N' Roses. I think that's one of the quotes in the game. Yes. Isn't it? Uh, so this is episode 176. Yes, sir, it is. And you're stuck with us. It's time for an expo recap because no other podcast has done that. None. None. Except but every I one of them. All these, well, no, no. All these podcasts have just talked between the people who've gone there. But we bring in people who went there. So for a different perspective. Okay. Who did we bring in, Bruce? We brought in first our own Zach. Hello, Zach. Hello, Bruce. <laughs> whoa, whoa, that I was. See, <laughs> I see Zach all the time. That's why it's like we hung out like eight hours yesterday together <laughs> at the coop. Uh, we also have Steph. Hi. Hi, Steph. And we also have the number one player in the world, Mr. Raymond Davidson. Hello. Hello there. And the only person that did not go to Expo is going to go. Put myself on mute and go get a sandwich. No, no. You are you are the interviewer. Question us. Oh, so can I be like uh, Gene Rayburn? I don't know who that is. You don't know who Gene Rayburn is? Jane, is it Gene or Jane? Gene. Gene, Gene Rayburn. Is it, let me guess. He's like an old host of something. Okay, 70s Match music. Game. Okay, Match, Match game. game. Okay, there you go. You realize when those things were on, even I was probably, like, too young to know what's going on? They had Match Game 79, so... Okay, I would have been five. Yes, I would have totally understood what was going on in the Match yep. Game. Yep, yeah, you'd be parents- way too young to appreciate the hilarity of that game at five. Okay. I I, I so so Bruce is now has four people younger than him on, on the podcast with him. Yeah. He's really out of touch with everything. Or I'm more in touch with everything. Oh, my. The interesting thing here is we have, so we have someone who's been to every expo since 2004. Who's that? That would be me. And then we have two people who had never been to expo. So you're going to get kind of a, I mean, I think this is a good, good discussion. Good discussion. I don't have my, good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. Survey says wrong game, Bruce. It's a family feud. Damn. That was part of expo too. I'm sure Zach can get into that. So Bruce, what do you want to ask us? Well, why don't we just why don't we just start instead of just doing because everyone else just goes over their whole story. I'd like to do it differently. Bruce did something that he's done once before. He asked our listeners what they wanted us to talk about, and we got a lot of people asking. Uh, yeah, we always get a lot of responses on these. We should do it more. It gives us uh, more topics. Yes, it does. So I'm going to go first over the expo ones. Okay. And then we'll go later on to the non-expo ones. Yeah, you posted recording tomorrow, recap of expo. What do you want what do you want here and is talk about? Yes. What? And everyone knew that. Everyone knew it was me. So it's perfect. 
Yes, they knew it was you, all right. Glenn Watcher. Uh, I met Ron. It was awkward. I think it was my fault. I was so excited to meet everyone, and yeah, I just don't really read the room well. What was that all about, Ron? I don't know. I met Glenn. We said hi. It was it was fine. Okay. Who else did you meet while you were guys were there that you were surprised to meet or were happy to see? Uh, everybody. Yeah, that. Wow, that was a great answer. Thanks, thanks, guys. You were surprised to see people, Steph. I not so much <laughs> surprised, but happy to see. Yes. Like, well, don't forget some. You know, this is the first big show that everyone across the whole country merged to. You know, and went, hey, let's all. Well, except for a lot of the people I expect to see and didn't see. Like who? Like who? Like the Sharps. They were coveting or yeah. something. Still a thing. It is still a thing. We had a outbreak in our area. The funny thing is they had masks were supposedly required in this hotel. Okay. That, that's not what I experienced. What was really? It? Yeah, it was I, I, I very laxity enforced. It didn't seem enforced much, but it, most people were wearing them. I was like, yeah, I'd say it was surprised. That is true. That is true. I'd say like 85% of people are probably wearing them. I mean, 30 of those didn't have it over their nose, of course. But. Well, yes. But when you said lax enforced, uh, I, it, it was not enforced. I didn't see anyone get it, told. Even with all the people like checking the doors when you came in for your wristbands, unlike what Rot said would happen, you know. What did, what did I say would happen? You're always like, oh, they never check the wristbands for the seminars, and they checked it like every single seminar constantly. They were very checky. Let me re- oh let me my. rephrase that. Under previous management, they never checked the wristbands. But wasn't the same management as last year? Uh, just last year. Well, here's the question. Why do they charge for seminars when they stream them all live anyway? It doesn't make any sense. And then you get... The, the, if you want to do a tournament and do the seminars, you end up getting screwed because the tournament comes with a non-seminar wristband it's, it's and it's silly. like 60 bucks and and the thing is what other show charges for seminars tpf doesn't i don't think uh, pacific does. pinball Nobody didn't have seminars yes and pacific yes. pinball used to have <laughs> seminars they never charge for them uh, a california nope. extreme i don't believe ever charged for them nope i know nope. i was so nope. sad I, I walked out of my led zeppelin uh, timmy and i's led zeppelin seminar and uh saw dennis creasel sitting there i'm like hey why weren't you at the seminar? It's, it's literally right behind you. Like, I didn't buy a wrist. I didn't have a seminar pass. I'm like, oh, yeah. dang. They need to change that rule. Yeah. I mean, the it's thing is stupid, especially if you're streaming it. I mean, the dumbest thing they did that they, well, they almost did. The um, Stern factory tour was virtual because mm-hmm. of COVID, et cetera. That was at some early, early time in the morning. Did it cost money? I don't even know. Uh, yes. It cost extra money if you were going to go on the tour. So since it was canceled, I think you could get a refund if you wanted to. Or you could attend the virtual tour, which was in the same seminar room, which was probably the most crowded the seminar room was, was for that. And then I noticed I was at the airport, and I see Pinball Expo is now streaming. I'm like, oh. It's like, are they going to stream the, the virtual tour? I'd be, I'd be kind of pissed <laughs> if I Did paid they? for it and literally yes, they they're going to stream. No, they didn't. Oh, they didn't? Oh. Nope. They cut it off right as the tour started, which I'm there like, okay. Apparently that was just like testing and stuff, getting ready for streaming everything later. 
But the thing is, then the, the seminars you're charging 60 bucks for, you are literally live streaming all of them. So unless the only you are paying $60 to be able to ask a question is literally what you were paying for because you could have saw the whole seminar. Yeah, so, I'm like watching them all online afterwards because I didn't get to go to half them. Yeah, I actually did that. And and the thing is, the same stuff. They had, like Jersey Jack did their seminar, and they didn't really have anything new to talk about. So it was literally just a Q&A. So, you know, all these pinsiders and, and you know, playfield issues, etc. Okay, here's your chance. Like, Jack was right there. No one asked a thing. Of course not, because it's all keyboard fucking Not commandos. a single question. Hold on. Why didn't other podcasters ask questions? That's another problem I have. Okay. I'm being honest. You know. So you, you think uh, yeah, podcasters should have came to that and all asked, what's with your play fields? Yeah. So I failed you, Bruce. You did. Oh, I'm sorry. This is why Bruce doesn't come. Could you imagine that? No, I didn't come. Has Bruce I didn't come to Expo? Thing. What's his What's his attendance rate? My attendance rate? It used to be better. I haven't been there in four, five years. But I was there for 10 years straight before that. And I went to my first one was uh, the 10th uh, Expo. So I went back in 1994. Yes. I even have the shirt to prove it. Wow. I even have my pinball trophy from one year. No, was it pinball? No, pin, uh, yeah, pinball, right? What's the big humongous trophy we have? Yes. Pinball. Yep. Next question from Daniel. Give us your thoughts on those American pinball flippers. Ooh, so I, I just uh, I just played the, uh, at my local uh, Interium here, and they weren't. Wait, that... like, what do you mean flippers? Did they release a new game? Yes, uh, we we talked about <laughs> that. But Legends of Valhalla. Okay, so which we talked about on the the last episode. So they brought a shit ton of Legends of Valhalla to the show. And who played it? Uh, I played it. And I would say, I don't know what was happening to the games because I, I noticed... They kept transforming into Hot Wheels. Yes, exactly. Okay, so I wasn't the only one who noticed that. There was like a whole row of them, and then several of them started transforming into Hot Wheels and disappearing. They were dying or they were selling them? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I how would they be selling them? Because they already sold out of their whole 300. Well, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. 500. Now it's 500. Oh, yeah. They said 300 limited... So they or, sold out of the 300 or... They did. Have, they, they, such have they sold out of the 500 or are they still with the 500 left? No, no, no. They sold out 300 so fast. It was like 325, 350. They increased it to 500 and supposedly all 500 are sold out. Yeah. So That's what What was at the show then? 501 through 520? Maybe. I don't know. But why were they disappearing? I don't know. Because they were breaking down probably. I can confirm some things about that it is running on P-Rock still. Okay. Cool. Oh, that makes one something still running on P-Rock. I asked Dave, Mr. Brennan, who was there, and they're still still using the P-Rock platform. Okay. This this is a good example of when when you play one of these new games, you need to play different copies of the same game, or your opinion can get a little skewed. For example, the first one I played, the first Legends of Valhalla game I played, flippers were very weak, super floaty. And it just in, in flipper hop, which I don't understand how the, there was a flipper hop at the one at Interium too that I played the other day. Uh, yeah, I, I, it, it drove, drove I me crazy. Was that one the one I played with you, Ron? No, no. The second one we played, which I played with Zach, 
was faster than the first one. The flippers Wait, were stronger that was the than faster the first one. one? Yes. <laughs> yes. That was the faster one. It has a ton of shots on it, including ones I didn't even realize till Zach shot. I, I didn't realize there was actually, I didn't notice the arrow pointing under the upper left flipper. It's like, oh, oh, there's a shot there too. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I like that idea. It's almost like um, it, it kind of reminds me of because like on Whitewater, there's that gold mine that you, you can never really shoot into because it's so far on the left, but it's a good spot to kick the ball out at you. And so that kind of reminds me of that, where if you want to actually shoot that scoop, you do it through the flipper rather than shoot the tiny scoop. So it's kind of a cool way to add some options over there. Yeah, I was hoping they'd do like if you actually shot the scoop, you'd get like an extra award or something. Or like a yeah. double. Yeah, that'd be cool. The yeah. uh, on the right side, they had that Walking Dead shot that I don't think I ever actually was able to get to sync on purpose. It only ever went in there from slingshots. Whenever I aimed at it, it always rejected. So I don't know if that was just my, the copy I was playing on or if you noticed that too. That one worked fine for me when I shot it. Okay, maybe I wasn't shooting it right. It is a show. It is a show. So we always got to tell you that. First yeah, thing. and I was hearing rumors that they were dialing down the flipper power, which I never understand why you would not want to put your you best don't foot forward. Wait, so wait. Fast. Ron, what if you like asked a manufacturer at the show about why they dialed down the flipper power, like in a seminar or something? Yeah, why don't you ask that? I'm too chicken shit to ask anything. Like, your flippers are weak. I'm not like Bruce. Like, this seems to be really floaty and the flippers are weak. So we got to get Bruce to expose what, what we're saying Next here. year. Uh, oh, God. I mean, they'll probably be at Fantastic. Is Bruce coming to Fantastic? No, I can't because everyone else from the co-op is going to Fantastic. Oh, man. Am I right or am I wrong, Mr. Zach? I mean, I told him to close, so. Yeah, well, we couldn't close two weeks in a row. Also, I, I thought that uh, people weren't going, so. Um, no, are you are. guys closed in Thanksgiving weekend? We are closed Thanksgiving weekend. Makes sense. Since you're going to be closed on Thursday, might as well. Yeah, that's what we're gunning for right now. Let's see. What else about Legends of Valhalla? With the exception you liked of, it? With the exception of the center ramp, everything was hittable. Uh, the center ramp, you could not hit on the fly. You just no, couldn't you, do it. You had to get creative with the center ramp. It reminded me of, of playing playing games that had been routed on location a long time and shots you have to kind of like you know, hop the ball over. Yes, and then you whack have it to either ski pass it and then whack it while it's in midair yeah. to get it up there, or you have to get a trap, and then you have to hit it right. super you, early. You could, make it, you could make it from a trap, and what was nice is the center ramp actually isn't very steep. So if you just get it anywhere in the vicinity, it usually yeah. sucks. It and right it's up a good thing it's it. not steep because it would just barely make it up. Yeah, it's no, it's no Black Widow ramp on Avengers, that's for sure. But it had. I like the side ramp shot. It's got a side ramp that goes into the uh, it goes into the ship, which, to be honest, because the ship is actually the bottom of it's kind of clear, so it almost looked like a Tupperware container with a top yeah. on it. I kept looking at it as like a football. It looked like a football. Well, half a football. Yeah. Did you ever have the ship work, Ron? Uh, as far as what do you mean? I, it locked balls. I started a multi ball and it spit the balls out. Didn't you start? Spit the balls out because it got stuck and just ejected the ball for the ball search, though? That was you. I thought you did that, too. No. Like, every time I loaded a second ball in, it would just get lost. Zach had a situation, what, you loaded you loaded some ball. I think you just drained, and then it just sat there. And like, okay, is it going to cap the bonus? And then it spit out a ball from the ship, let it drain, and it sat there. And, and eventually, when it spit all the balls out, then it finally did the end of ball bonus. So and I, and I heard there were issues with it, with it losing track of balls. And I know they were doing code updates like on the fly. And I, and obviously this they were 
you know, they have the games there to get pounded to find the issues. So I'm sure mm-hmm. they took down all this information. The, the modes were, ju- well, it, it has different tiers. And I only played some of the tier one modes, which were basically, it showed the character and then it just, it would light, like hit these purple shots. And then it'd be like another mode, like hit these blue shots. Kind of like um, Star Trek. But they didn't seem like have patterns or anything. It just seemed like it just lit a whole bunch of shots and then you shot them. Some of the modes had hurry-up elements to them, where the first shot would count down a value. So I think there was some slight variation, but yeah, it was hard to really tell. Thematic-wise, I didn't see too much connection of like, oh, this mode, you're shooting this weapon because it's this person or whatever. Yeah, um, sound was good. I mean, artwork was fine. Is it worth $8,400? I mean, is any game worth $8,400? Sure. It's going to be built well. It'll be supported. And if you're into the Viking stuff, which really I'm not that into, I mean, and if you love Jeff Teolis, I mean, it's a no-brainer. You have to have the game. Don't we all? I love them. Of course. Of course. They sold out. That's why it's sold out. Have we heard about the pricing for the non le or non whatever they call there? No. Yeah, that's the that's the nowadays like maybe re like oh maybe we should maybe charge just a little bit less. So, yeah, who knows what they're thinking? But I don't like the plan of here's the pricing for the one, and then if we sell, then we'll tell you the pricing or how much the the lesser model is. But we have another company that had that same problem also. Let's see. What's Brian Costner says? Enjoy talking to you, Ron. Yes, Brian. Enjoy talking to you. Expo was a fun event. Yes, it was. Uh, John Cosson. Oh, God. Is talk about almost a Bruceism. No, it's a totally Bruceism. It's a Bruceism, of course. Lots of talk about the tournament. There was a tournament there? There was a tournament there. There were three. There was a, yeah, there was a lot of tournaments there. Four. Four? There was a kids' tournament. Oh, I totally. Oh, yeah, that extra game. What was the game? Was it Turtles? Yeah, yeah, turtles. yeah, Ninja okay. Turtles. It's like, you know what the kids should suffer with? <laughs> wow. <laughs> they the difference. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> the views expressed here are not those of Raymond Davidson's stern employee and can be ignored completely. I didn't have to see it this time. Woohoo! <laughs> this is the bracket tournament, the never ending bracket, where the, the main tournament. You have to get there on Thursday, and you play... Well, actually, Raymond, tell us what it is. You're the tournament guy. Was it 12 games you have to play? Basically, if you want to play in the tournament, you had to play on Thursday by midnight, and you just had to play six six games would count towards your how good you did, but you got 12 tries, so you could play each game twice or, or just distribute it how you like. And basically, as, as long as you... Uh, I think if, as long as you played like a game or, or two, I don't know if there was a minimum, you would be placed into the finals on Friday. And depending on how you did, the if you did really well, you'd be in the A division, you know, at the top of the A division. Or if you didn't do so well, you'd be at the bottom of B division and then anywhere in between. Basically determine, you know, how high your scores were on those games. So everybody made finals, which was cool. So you, no matter what, how you did in qualifying on Friday, you got to experience some head-to-head matches and it was a double elim best two out of three so you know you play somebody you pick a game 
and then the loser picks the next game. Whoever wins two games moves on in the bracket. The loser goes to the bottom hat, the loser's bracket, and so on. So it's actually it's a pretty straightforward tournament, and it's it's pretty fun if, if you've never played in a finals format before. No better way to do it than guarantee yourself a finals at the Expo. The only caveat is if you're ranked in the top 250, you have to qualify in A division or you're just out of the tournament. Which makes sense, because you wouldn't want you know the ringers in the B division just stomping everybody. Like uh, I think Keith might have did that one year uh, where he didn't even play. He just was like, put me put me wherever in the bracket, and he just like steamrolled everybody. And you may have to wait a long time to play, depending on what goes on. Well, they it's at not, least had um, as waiting in time. So if you had buys, you didn't have to check in till you know two p.m., three p.m., whatever. So that was nice, and. The waiting actually wasn't as apocalyptic as as past years. Like what, it was, what could happen is you could you could be done with your match and you have to wait for the bracket to catch up to you to you find figure out your next opponent and it could be hours. That's the thing. That's the only thing about the bracket. But if you're of course you're if you're like Raymond, you're qualified so high, I mean, you don't even have to play till when? Four PM Friday? It was like seven, seven, five five o'clock, six o'clock. Some of us are like, but if you're, you know, in B division, you get to get there nice and early. Well, it, it depends on where you are relative to that division because yeah. they both started at the same time. Oh, so okay. Were... So they had A and B going simultaneously. Yeah. But then they also do the thing where you could wait for any game. I think so. Yeah. You could just they had you little, put your uh, name down little on a list. Race boards um, each game. But could you wait for a specific game, even if it was the same title? That was never really made clear. I, I suppose you could, because there wasn't really anyone policing anything. So it was kind of <laughs> just... Yeah, they, they never even like said the rules. They just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to ask my first opponent what the rules were, and he just told me, and I trusted him. Then he beat he me, made, so... made him up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fail. Um, all right. So that, that was the one tournament, but they also, they also had a classic tournament, classics tournament, which was pump and dump on... Oh, God, how many games... There was just five games, and you had to play all five. So Who wants uh, to play C-Ray? Was... No. I don't want to play C-Ray. C-Ray was <laughs> hilarious just because of how inconsistent it was. It was like sometimes the lights would work, sometimes the scores yeah, would work. Yeah, that's the other thing sometimes to talk nothing about. nothing would work. So the main tournament was all like brand new Cerns. A sternament, if you will. So you're not really, for the most part, you're not going to have a lot of issues there. These are brand new huh? games. Yeah. Tournament? It's always, it's always this tournament. But the classics, you had, let's see, we had a blackjack that that played pretty good. Yeah. Besides from the bouncing back from the sauce okay. thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, you know, that's nice for the player. It had the tightest tilt of all the games, which kind of bothered me because, like, you don't need a t- That's a quick playing game. Yeah, like, it's pretty housey sometimes. But other than that, yeah, it played, played fine. They had, uh, was it Captain Fantastic? God, I hate that game. Where basically it was just, you know, you just hit it up top over and over and over. But it had this cool thing where if you went through the center lane and it closed the gate, if you drain on the right side, you know, it saves it because the gate, the gate is closed or open. I, I never know which I'm supposed to say. The gate's open, whatever. It, it saves it. The gate's supposed to close and you're supposed to have to redo it again. But you didn't have to. It was basically oh, yeah. broken. Although that, that ended up changing by the third day. The games all changed different behaviors throughout qualifying. So I, they were live. But then it changed back. By the yeah. very final, it was still it was stale staying closed again. Yeah, and extra balls were on for Captain Fantastic and uh Alien Star. 
which we'll get to. Yeah. No, it's I mean, C Ray. Weren't they on on C Ray? Yeah. Yeah, it's C Ray, this wonderful EM. Ugh. <laughs> uh, Paragon. I, I think the game actually could be it okay. Could be good if it, if it played better. Fine. Yeah. If any of I've it seen worse at all. Yeah, I, I talked to um, uh, Bob Matthews, and he's like, yeah, there's at least three or four things that just aren't working on the game right at all that kind of prevent Excellent. it from being any fun or good. Yeah, weren't we looking at the schematics during the tournament just to see oh, yeah. what I, was wrong? I literally, I played one game, and I was like, that didn't seem right, and then I sat down and just opened the schematics and just like, no, that's broken, that's broken, that's broken, yep, like half the circuit's just dead. Yeah, meanwhile, it was always in a constant state of game, game over, over, so it said game over on the <laughs> yeah. back glass. I don't even understand how you do that. That shouldn't be possible by the schematics. <laughs> and then if you wanted to start a game, you had to turn it off and on because it wouldn't reset right if you didn't. Jesus Christ. <laughs> then next to that, you had Alien Star. A very blue Alien Star. Blue as it's a, a nice like 10% GI, you know? It, and it, like the lights were blue. And that had... I, I've never played one with this kind of settings... When I first started playing in Classics, I saw the high score on it at the time was like 5 million. So I hit a spinner, and it spin, spun really fast for like two or three seconds and then stopped dead. So I'm like, Yeah, it's like someone just put the brakes yeah. on and just... So I'm like, wait a minute. How did anyone get 5 million on this thing? Well, as it turns out, what, what? A couple things. Number one, it had extra balls were on. Special gave you extra balls. Plus, was it every oh, 400k you got extra balls? Oh my god, that was the <laughs> playing fucking Alien Star levels. ever. Well, it was still playing nasty most of the time, but then you would see people like the one game I had where I just kept getting extra balls and I thought it was broken. And I'm, I'm like trapping up, turning around, and people are like, no, that's, that's right. That's, you're, you're fine. Yeah, not to mention the fact that there was basically no tilt in the game and it was on sliding cement, so... Willing and able, you could have slid it, you know. Did it walk all the way across the hallway and back again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there was no plumb bob in it. Oh, God. Right, because I, I did see some people trigger so, a tilt. Yes, because like, I had think to... it, it does have a playfield tilt. Zach would remember. Does it have like a playfield tilt or another tilt mechanism? It should have all the normal tilts, but like you have to move far to trigger those. Yeah, right? I think it was, it was triggering. If you gave it a forward motion, you could get it to tilt. But you could slide the thing however you wanted, and you would not have a problem. I'm still laughing about how in finals they had the piece of paper that said, Tilt Bob installed. Yeah, like we found the Tilt Bob, and we put it in there. It was still hey. pretty lax in finals, though. You could still... I, we didn't adjust I did, the Tilt Bob, we just installed it. Yeah, it actually it ended up being okay in finals, because I, I did a couple of saves that tilted that I was like, all right, I probably shouldn't have got away with that. But I also did a couple of saves that were like, Ooh, okay. You can move it a little. So they actually, for finals, it was a lot better. But yeah, during qualifying. Oh, and it leaned to the left about as hard as you can imagine. And the lean got worse over the weekend as people were sliding it because the leg bolts didn't have the lock nuts. And so they would loosen and develop more of a lean as as people are sliding it throughout the weekend. Yikes. And next to that, the fifth game, Skateball. I mean... That actually shot okay. I mean, the left flipper was way, way up high. Oh, they fixed that. They actually fixed that. On my qualifying game, I've just played it. I played it as was, which was it was basically as if the flipper was engaged when it wasn't engaged and then like super engaged, like when you flip. 
like night almost straight up engaged. But everything held. Your super bonus held and your bonus X held. So if you had a good ball one, it was just like, you know, party time. Party time. Excellent. And then the funny thing is that the finals for classics were on Sunday when the organizers came in. They found the uh, they were starting to break the games down because <laughs> they were Rob Burke's games. So his crew was like breaking them down. That's it's like, no, 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 we still have to do finals. <laughs> so they had to reset them up. So that delayed the classics on Sunday about an hour or so from starting on time, I think. It would have been great if like they wouldn't send them back up, so we just had like two games left for all the classics. No, no. It ran as long it ran long as it is. But there was a th- uh the other tournament was the women's tournament. Steph, why don't you tell us about that? Uh which part? The women's part. The women's part. Uh so we wouldn't know anything that's going on because we're men. We're men. We yeah. weren't allowed in, you know, to see. Men in tights, yes. Which is hysterical because I there were people, at least a few people that used the women's tournament as a shortcut to get the skateball. Yeah, it was very not optimally positioned. Yeah, so. It was the, like either you walk through the women's tournament or you walk through right where people are standing for the main bank of games. Like Yeah, it, the um, classics and women's tournaments were both squished into the far end of the tournament hall. They had one small overhang blocked off for all of this. So the Classics tournament was against the back wall. The Stern games were all along these dividers, dividing side tournament area. And then the women's games were against the wall opposite that. The problem with that is that there were lights in the corners of the rooms along that wall, which would cause incredible glare on the women's games. So the women's games had to be like, Put on a weird angle. That's why they were, if you guys were wondering, was oh, so I thought that it was we to could give see. More room. What? I thought it was to create more room because if you have them uh, like parking spaces, if they're angled, then you have That's more room. That's what I thought it walk. was. It was also because they had to be pulled away from the wall to make it so that we could freaking see. <laughs> ah. There was a cheetah that wasn't. Huh? Dead cheetah. Yeah, there was a I- cheetah that was not turned on for the entirety of the tournament that was supposed to be the backup for the women's bank, which kind of stinks because there was a dipsy doodle that yeah. was, they needed it the died bank. about exactly halfway through. So yeah, we they were, had to leave the scores in, but nobody could put new scores on it. Yeah, it was, oh. it made it <laughs> enough through qualifying, but the uh, hood was up on that, like half the entire tournament. I think they had like two or three even text working on it too. Like, yeah, which I came by a different person was, was was under there looking at stuff. Yeah, like there was definitely something going on with that Dipsy Doodle, but it was uh, pump and dump as well, same as classics. Only I think it was your best four games. Yeah, four games, and was there six in the bank or seven? Does Dipsy Doodle or Cheetah count? <laughs> uh, well, there was a Batman. There, there sure was. was. Uh, Avengers. There was a Beatles. There was the first AIQ premium I've ever played, and the only AIQ premium <laughs> I've ever played. There was Bobby Orr's, and there was the game that I have inevitably skipped over in my mind. I'm not sure why. Oh, Guns it was Roses? Guns N' Roses! Yeah. That's why I made it go out of my I, I, mind. I thought you were like throwing shit at Guns N' Roses, but you <laughs> no, actually... No, I legitimately you can't speak too badly tried about to push that, game, that piece of shit out of my mind. That know, Guns N' Roses... You never played that game, though. Why would you remember it? Oh, God. Look, that Guns N' Roses, it's... The problem was that they had the ball safe off at the jump. So, like, if you got a multi-ball, you were fine. 
but if you plunged wrong, you were dead. And it was kind of sort of floaty as fuck, to be completely honest. So that combination made made it not fun to play. (laughs) What did you say? I said, well, if it was floaty, does that mean the ball could make it up the ramps? Well, yeah, yeah. No, it it was playable, thank God. Like, it was playable. It was just like, that is a recipe for just obnoxious gameplay when a game is set up way too challenging for anyone to get off the ground. I have a Guns N' Roses story. Uh-oh. Uh, well, just as a sidebar, in the free play area, and this is the, the first year at this new location, so it was actual an actual convention center this time. So a big ass room mm-hmm. with nice hard cement floors. Think Pinberg. So my back was feeling it. This this show, I'll tell you. But in the free play area, and this was nice. Jersey Jack brought like all their games and put them in the free play area, like all in a row. Those were Jersey Jacks. Yeah, they were actually Jersey Jacks supposedly. Oh. Did you see the? Because the Guns N' Roses had like axles, Guns N' Roses or something on the the plaque, and I got to play. Dialed in, the excellent dialed in, played fine. What's up? No one had played it up to that point, so no one could break anything. Oh. <laughs> Ron was the first person to play it. Fuck all you people. It's all fresh and wild. A flipper's Well, Wonka must have been played then because it, it wasn't really hitting the ramps with authority, but it was still playable. Yeah, Wonka's fun. Wonka's fun. See, someone other, finally, another person who doesn't hate it. If it was like $4,000, I'd buy one. At the end of the row, well, the row of games, the game next to Guns N' Roses, which was the last Jersey Jack game in the, the line, was Black Knight 2000. And they were both cranked up. Picture that in your head. I don't want to. Getting so I'm playing it, and it's just like, all you would hear is, Take me down to the Paradise City! You got the power. You got the pretty. Get ready for battle. Beat the Black Knight. Please take me home. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. I literally got a headache just from being in that. It's like, oh Jesus, turn it down. They're like fighting for sonic supremacy between the two games. And who won? Uh, nobody won. We all lost. Oh, okay. <laughs> then when I was playing Waka, it was playing songs from Chinese democracy. And man, some of those songs suck. Yeah. Every single song I played the entire time we were there was like the worst B-sides of the entire song. It was like, like come on, like, man. We're just welcome to the jungle, paradise city. Even something for Use Your Illusion. Something. I legitimately like heard one of them. I was like, is this like some like parody song that's making fun of Axel singing that they like modded in here or something? Like, but no, <laughs> it was just a, it's just a Chinese democracy album song. Yeah, just get get you have too many songs on there. No one's going to get through all 21 game anyway. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah. That was my. I had to share the Guns N' Roses experience. So, uh, who okay, won so all who the won tournaments? These tournaments? Well, yeah, yeah, well we're thinking the, the uh... same thing. Well, I played in Classics, Bruce. I had a plan. Usually, I don't play in the tournaments at all because I leave Sunday morning. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Well, I don't play in the main tournament because of the bracket thing, and I just don't want to be sitting around waiting to play. And when there's might be a seminar I want to go to or something, the Classics. The finals are Sunday, and I leave in the morning, and I know the, the classics are going to go late, which they did. Yeah, yeah Steph, and, Steph and Zach had a 9 p.m. flight, which we would think would be perfectly fine, and they had to actually leave before classics finished in order to catch that flight. 
Yeah, our uh, Ray Uber ended up having to be replaced by a real Uber. Wow, <laughs> yeah. Ray yeah, Uber was... should get a fucking mark against him. And like, uh, <laughs> Kaylee had to leave while he was still alive. Like, he eliminated his opponent and then had to leave. So then the next oh. person got a buy. Like, it, it wow. was crazy that it, it was running so, so far behind. That extra hour and a half really killed it for a lot of people, I guess. My plan was like, you know what? I'm going to play in this and I want to like just miss out on the finals just so I can get Whopper points. Well, it was harder than I thought to miss out on the finals. The scores were pretty low almost all weekend. I was amazed. I was still qualified like top 10 and I had like two games that were in the like 40s. I was like, I was surprised how high up I was. I was, I was in the middle and then dropped out Friday night. So Saturday, I only played, I think, 15 entries total. And I I just wanted, I had two games. I wanted a better game of C-Ray. And I wanted at least 100K or more on um, Captain Fantastic. Those were my goals. So I had three entries and I did it like on the first two entries. Uh, then the third entry was, I just, whatever I played was shit. I think it ended up being just a void. So then I'm in the middle. And I know it's not going to last because I'm going to drop out. But I, I, I basically let it drop out. I didn't put any more. And that was in the morning. And I never played again. And I end up, what was I? 36, 37, something like that. Top 32 qualify. So you just missed out was, on the So my plan was successful. Congratulations, Ron. You did it. I did it. <laughs> you failed in a planned manner. Yep. You Yay. finished 37th in qualifying, Ron. Yay! Of course, there's no guarantee I could have put like 10 more entries in and every score could have sucked. But I mean, I was in a, I was in one of those positions when you're about that level. If you can just play one game and jump oh, up yeah, like six or seven score, spots. If you, just played, if you just played captain a couple times and, and it got like 200 K like, boom, you're in, you oh, were in it. K, you would have been like top 16. Yeah. <laughs> you were in it, but not to win it. Exactly. I was in it for the <laughs> whoppers, baby. So technically Ron, you actually got fifth. Because you could have gotten 33rd, but you got 37th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He got fifth in the Ron tournament. In the Ron yes. tournament. So I... I no one else was playing. Mm-hmm. And who won the women's tournament? Carrie Wing did. Very cool. She, uh... Yeah, Carrie Wing was in, it. like... She got high in, like, all three tournaments, right? She's good. And who won the... I'm not going to ask the children, because I bet you, you, know, you guys don't know that. The children? No, I don't think anyone advertised that. Before you go on, we should say Steph was fourth. Well, yeah. Did we want to talk about each of our tournaments real quick? So, like Steph in uh, women's finals. What time did that start? Four, six, six thirty. Because qualifying stopped at four, but then there was an hour for the scorekeepers to qualify. Oh boy, um, I bet you were sweating that. Honestly, at that point, I saw how stressed all the tournament keepers was, were, and I just like had them show me how to use the iPad and score kept for them. And at that point, I had not expected to qualify. I ended up getting in on like a last minute good game of Beatles. So I was already just like kind of resigned to the fact that I was probably going to get blown out of the water immediately. So you so would have that, taken it if you if you uh, were writing down taking people's scores on Beatles, you know, another five million, six million. You would have taken it and smiled. It'd been like, yeah, 
Are you kidding? Someone came like within a couple hundred thousand of beating my score, and I was just like, "Girl, you just killed it." Nice. <laughs> like I felt better about helping out. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, they really did need the helpers too. So that was really yeah. Really I feel great. bad that I didn't step up earlier. Honestly, didn't you say you didn't remember Guns and Roses? Didn't you like have a huge Guns and Roses game to get into the finals? Am I misremembering? Uh, no, not that? not to get into the finals. That was one of the rounds. Yeah, I thought multiple games we blew up. Here, let's pull up the uh, match play. I blew up Guns N' Roses at least one time. I think two or three times. I only remember the one time because that was like the last time before my brain started the descent into sleep deprived madness. This time was like 1 a.m. already. Yeah. And we were still in like the semifinals. Yeah. And then I rode the semifinals on a high of satisfaction of having kicked Guns N' Roses ass. And then for the finals, I was so loopy. I was like the Duke of Bourbon, but from sleep deprivation. I think you were, I think you were fourth in Beatles. Then you got 600 million in Batman 66, but finished third. Oh, yeah, which is like one of my better games on Batman, but two people got a billion, so Batman. I got outplayed. And I don't know what the third game was. Here, I, I have the uh, the finals all pulled up. There here, was so. an AIQ game, and by that point, again, I was I was reaching the, <laughs> the ball is so funny, it goes yeah, in it's directions Yeah, definitely getting pretty level. loopy at the end there. The, the, they wrapped up at 3 a.m. The AIQ yeah. game started at like 2.30. Yeah, but the the Guns N' Roses blow up was I thought I was going to go out of the tournament. This was like round one or round two. So this um, was uh, and I was so mad at Guns N' Roses that I just like I managed to start the game, the song. And I was just like, all right, fuck this game. And I just vaguely remember rage playing it. And being very satisfied by the fact that I was scoring well on it. Then I got a song jackpot for six million and I was like. Yeah, fuck you, Guns N' Roses. He played all the way through Welcome to Jungle. <laughs> then like, yeah, it was, it was oh, really encore. I? I honestly... I'm pretty sure you encored Welcome to Jungle onto the next song for like six million points. Yeah, it, it, it was, was something yeah, about so that, round, that was, you played Bobby Orr's and got second, and then Batman, unfortunately, you had a close fourth place. It was almost third. Oh, um, that was, well... So that, that's what triggered your Guns N' Roses rage. Was, was Yeah, that like, was part of it, I think. Yeah, that was where Guns N' Roses, I lost my place by like less than a million. Whereas in the round right before that, I had got a place and proceeded by less than a million. Yeah. So in the first round, Batman 66, I think you, uh, you squeaked by, by like less than a million. Yeah. And then on the next round, it flip flopped on you and you were like, Oh, well, I guess that's fair, but now I'm going to take out my, uh, take it out on guns and roses. The player field was incredibly strong. So, Pretty much every round, I thought that I was going to get... I, I thought it was it for me because there were a lot of incredibly strong players. There was a lot of 8s, 9s, and 10s. One person in each group was just crushing every round. Like, uh, Jane got 9 in the round that you moved on. Sammy got a 10 in the quarterfinal. There, there was just so much good... Uh, yeah. Carrie got a, a 12 in the semis, that's right. She, she crushed all three of her games. So there was a lot of great play. So who were the top four? Carrie Wing won, I think, crap, was it Anna or Jane who was in second? It was... I want to say it was Anna. Anna. Yeah. Anna Neal um, from Hot and Nudge. Then and then also from and, Hot yeah. Nudge. Jane, is it Verweiss or is it Verweiss? Or Verweiss? No one knows. Excellent. And then I was waiting was for Ron to say 
dead silence. Dead silence. <laughs> anyway, good job. Congrats, Steph. Fourth. Congratulations, definitely. And then the main tournament. That was won by Escher Lefkoff again. He won it in- belly to belly, back to back. See if I'm, I'm describing this right. He, he somehow ended up in the loser's bracket, which from what I saw when he was playing, I don't know how that was even possible. But who did he lose to? I'm not sure what ha- I think Escher lost the close game against Zach, which then meant that Zach's picks would, you know, because the way it works is when you play the game and you lose, the loser gets to pick the next game and the highest seed gets to pick the first game. So basically, Zach was able to break serve on him. And essentially, because Zach beat him on one of Escher's games, the next game, you know, Zach had two chances to play him on a game and Zach was crushing Stranger Things all weekend. So Zach McCarthy is this uh, kid from Colorado who actually plays against Escher quite often. And I think he's only like 16, 17 years old. And he had Stranger Things on lockdown. He, he knocked me out with Stranger Things as well. Yes, Raymond, you, you were the oldest person in the Final yeah, Four. Just I to was. let you know, you're done. You're past your prime. It's over. Welcome to the Over the Hill Gang. Uh, yeah, I know. I, it's, it's true. It was the top like six players. I was the oldest one. Yeah, <laughs> by, by a lot, too. <laughs> yeah, well, for a person who's not even 30. Yeah, it, but it was it was pretty fun to watch. Pretty good competition, and Dalton almost took out Escher. But you know, fifty million on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles wasn't enough to Escher's you know sixty, and you know Escher was putting billions on Godzilla. It was just huge games left and right. It was just kind of unusual. Like most tournaments, they usually make the games hard so that those kind of games don't happen. But Expo is like you said, just a bunch of Sterns out of the box on slidey cement floors. And you have at it. And it's just kind of the Wild West. And you get to see crazy games. And it's kind of fun to have one tournament like that a year where it's just no like no limit hold'em. Like anything is anything can happen. You just see these huge scores. Yeah, what I saw, I saw your match, and these are all two out of three, so I went down to the third game between you and Escher. Yep. Which you were trying to come back on ball three. Yeah, it was on Iron Maiden. I was on my way, and I just I got distracted by Hallowed Be Thy Name, and I was getting frustrated because I kept missing the captive ball. But if I would have just paused and thought about it, I only needed two ramps to light Cyborg. So if I would have just collected myself a little bit and you know, kind of recentered, but uh, you know, Escher Escher got it. He put up, you know, he was consistent the whole the whole weekend, and uh, it was a really good match. And right before that, I almost got eliminated, but I had the most amazing Beatles ball three. To come back against uh, Escher, that was that was awesome. We both got the uh, the wizard mode or the halfway there wizard mode. And then I think, I think he played Alexander Kismarchik. No, oh, who was it? Help me here. It could have been Zach. I don't know. No, no, he he beat three people in a row, and I think it was two zero. All of them. Was it Jared August? I think he was in there. I, when I saw, he, he beat, like, I think it was Alexander Kishmarchik, 2-0. Jared August, 2-0. Then he's in the, I might have that in the wrong order. But then he was in the finals versus Zach. And it's the deal where he's in the loser's bracket, so he has to beat Zach twice. Now, Zach, I don't think it had a game in a while. Like, hours. Yeah. And I think that hurt him. Because Escher was just playing straight through. And I think Escher beat him 2-0 and 2-0. Someone can correct me on that, but I, I think at like his last eight or nine consecutive games, he won. And then, and then he, he won, and then he left. He disappeared. 
I was the last chance to take out Escher, and once once I failed to do so, there was no stopping the train. Like, it had left the station. Then we have Classics, which uh, went on for a long, long, long time. It's been such a long time. (laughs) (laughs) I think I should be going to my flight. They needed someone to move it along because people were taking their sweet time because they had this thing where it was like, you couldn't wait past one on a game. So if someone was already waiting for a game, you couldn't wait on that game. But then people would just kind of like wander around, you know, go to the bathroom and then like, well, hey, it's great. <laughs> like, oh, look, that game's open now. Like, like it was just so slow as molasses. And oftentimes you'd see only one game being played out of six. And you'd be like, what's going on? Why is, why is it not more happening? And it ended up, like I said, it ended up running to like 7.30 p.m. And who won? DJ, also a returning champion. DJ Real from Pittsburgh. He, uh, he had his, well, I had my rematch, I guess, because last expo, it was me and DJ in the finals. And this expo, it was me and DJ in the finals. And uh, DJ just, he kind of steamrolled me. I mean, I, had, I, I think I took a game off of him, but he, uh, he was so consistent on that blackjack. And also I, on, on skateball, too, he was just on fire. El Fuego. Yeah, I got to watch the finals. From my home in Albany, because it was still going on when I got home. I, th- I think I ate dinner, too, and just thought, oh, they're still playing. Look at that. <laughs> the best part of the tournament for me, honestly, was after the main tournament finished uh, late, late Saturday night. Actually, it wasn't that late. But at some point, all the tournament people, like, they kind of, a lot of them came back and just, they turned the games on and started playing. So that's where I got to play the most Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, you and, you and Zach were playing the crap out of that game all Saturday night. I mean, we had till 3 a.m. because we were waiting for women's final. To- yeah. <laughs> so we yeah. played Godzilla for like three I could hours not straight. last. I don't think Zach lasted either. He he eventually left the room because it was too hot or too noisy oh, or something. it's too hot. Okay. I think I went back to free play for a bit and tried to get some last games I never played before in. Lucky you. Yeah, sorry I didn't get to the finals of a tournament. You know, like something. Okay, now that we lost everyone for the tournament yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, well, let's see. Was lack of vendors an issue? We're still in John Cosson's uh, question. Was lack of uh, vendors an issue? Lack of vendor hours was a fucking issue. Ooh, strong It's always take. been that way. It was horrible, yeah. It was like, it's right always- when I wanted to go to the vendor hall, it was closed. Every time. Like It's always oh, been that way, every year. It, it's 2 p.m. on a Friday? Oh, nope. Nope, oh, can't go. It, you gotta wait till six or five, and it's, yeah, like, it's, it's open ten thirty on a Saturday PM. night. Nope. <laughs> I know. It was literally like the hours were like six to ten. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, closing What's at up? ten p.m. on a Saturday. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. No, it's, it's, there were a lot of vendors there. though. Like the vendor hall was pretty packed. I'd say like yeah, packed with all the stuff. That although ha- half of that was just like Stern's giant collection of games. Stern's collection, JJP's collection, and other people selling games there. So, you know, it was not really like the halls of old. Well, the vendor hall is where you wanted to be because the free play section. That was dead. That was something. Yeah. What? Well. Talk to me, Goose. It's like EMs. It was a great place to be. No, it's sort of sad that way, too, because they're all broken. There you go. If you like to look at EMs, it was great. There we go. Yeah, if you like to look at EMs, it was a great place. My camera and I were very happy. So I walked around. This might have been Friday. Friday night. I walked around and I counted 
179 pinball machines. I'm not counting the video okay. games in the free play area. Wait, there okay. was 179. It felt like there was like 30. No, yeah, no. I can't do that either. No, I counted them all. 179. Wow, it's it's a huge convention center too. And 39 were working. <laughs> When you went through the games, they would have a card on it. Well, most of them did. Of the whose game it was, a hundred and twenty of them were all owned by the same person, Mister Burke. That is correct. Yep. So that left like fifty nine that weren't. Although I did hear later that his name was getting put on some other games that weren't actually his when they were putting the cards on. They just left on every single game, and just like it's probably right statistically. Well, you. Now, Zach, you have some insight because you talked to one of the techs. Yep. Now, what did he say about like when they brought the games there? I thought this was interesting. I don't know where these weren't stored in like the warehouse on end. Like they're they're in his collection somewhere, but like they just like threw a hundred games in the back of some moving vans and carted them over. And then the guy said they basically had like only a few hours to try to fix them all from like the travel and stuff and set them all up before the show started. So it's a typical Burke thing because he did the same thing for the show at Allentown when he brought games there. Let's just say if you wanted to play level games, you might have an issue. Or working games, you might have an issue. They were more level than the tournament area. Really? You didn't play the ones I played then? I I have bad luck with the the level things. Uh, There was an Iron Man there that had some other, it wasn't a Robert game and it's someone else's name on it, but it was in the, the Iron Man wasn't on free play. Exactly. Play it. It's in the free play area and it was never on fucking free play. So I turned it off. I don't off. think anybody could play a single game of it. Cause unless you wanted to fork over 50 cents or 75 cents. I mean, it, it, to be fair, the guy did have his number on there, but I didn't, I wasn't going to call it, but what are you going to do? Call it like, yo dude. Uh, Cause he had a price on it. There's a like, home use only Iron Man. So I guess he was trying to sell it, but it's like, uh, you're going to put your game on free play, being it's in the free play area and well, all? Well, then it wouldn't be home use anymore if Randos could have, could have played it yeah. all weekend. <clears throat> no, because if, if, if you put 50 too. cents in it, you're done with, with the home use only also. Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dangerous game. Did Rob have to bring that many games because he couldn't get other people to bring games? I told you what the problem is with all these tournaments. It's hard for people to want to take their games out of... Tournaments? You mean shows? And it shows. I mean, or anything. Even tournaments, like, say, trying to get people to, you know, bring games to a big tournament like New York, uh, the New York Pinball Championship, that kind of stuff. They always, you know, they luckily had a a good core there. Well, they had pop at the second year. They're not going to have that anymore. No, they're not. But you don't have that core of people. It's hard. It's the hardest thing to get people to say, gee, I'm going to bring a game out. And then, as me and Zach have also just talked about, they know Zach has many games. So Zach's like, I'm going to bring two games, one for me and one for my dad. And they all look at him like, why can't you bring more? That's all the room I have to bring. If you want to bring a truck, come on, grab some more. You know, that's the problem. They did have some higher ends. They had like Phoebe was there. She's a yes, Expo Phoebe, mainstay. She yep. brought the Varkon, the, um, the Starlight, the only one I've ever seen, the Joust head-to-head, which I beat Zach on, by the way. Hey, they had a Starlight at Indisc in the tournament bank one year. The Rat Race. Yep. yep. And she usually brings some high-end, like, Stern that's been all pimped out, which she did, and I can't remember which one it was. Um, there was a nice Baywatch there, which sold immediately, but it was still it was there the entire weekend, so that was nice. So those people who brought working games, thank you. Yeah, that's a great thing. 
thanks to, um, what are they called? Galloping Ghost Arcade. They brought a bunch of video games, which to some people, like, whoa, whoa, it was a video game. But I thought it was cool because they all actually yes. worked. And they had a, the rarest game that was at the show was not a pinball machine. It was a Beavis and Butthead prototype video game that was there. What? Yeah, there was a Beavis and yes. Butthead. You didn't see it? Was it like a custom or did it no, say no, 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 it's an Atari. I, I got it, the picture right here. I took a picture of the uh, serial number off it. Uh, Atari showcase number 25, proto number nine, ATE trade show right on the back. Yep. So that, that was cool. I played some bump and jump, some Galaga. That was nice. Yeah, that's a very cool thing. That, that was a very nice, that was nice. nice. Uh, I mean, very nice addition. I don't want to just rag on, but you know, the, the games, you, you get all these like weird European games you've never seen before. Like, oh, cool. And then you can't play them because they don't start. They don't have credits or they, or they don't work. They had Odin. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I couldn't play it. I tried to play it. I couldn't play it. It wouldn't start a game. <laughs> of course not. And there was Terror on the Lake or some kind of thing where that, that worked. That was, that was sure a game. I flipped it like twice, but the whole game just sucked anyway. So even if it worked, I didn't want to play it. The one where the uh, naked women are riding dinosaur creatures, that worked. What? Not when I tried it. It worked, and then it didn't work. When Actually, when yeah, when you were with me, it didn't work. It didn't start. There were a couple of valleys with like the cool angular 50s, 60s cabs that I don't think I ever saw them on. Or when I did see them on, I couldn't play them. And then when I went back, they were off. Because I was not in the free play slash vendor area a lot. Uh, please see tournament. Yeah, basically, like, by like four hours into the first day, a quarter of the games have been turned off and they just never got back on the whole time. Uh, they seem like they all went on the next day, only to be unturned. No, like all, all those old EMs and all the. Well, like, or they're on, but they weren't working. Like all the, uh, the foreign games. A lot of them worked first thing, first day, and then they died. And they're just like. Was there anything to do Thursday from like. 10 30 a.m. to like seminars. 6 seminars. Yeah, seminars. Seminars or sleep in. Play the tournament. Or play in the or tournament. Or on Thursday, they had, they had the Stern virtual tour at like 9, and then yes. the free play didn't open until 6. Was there yes. stuff in between? Yeah, seminars. Oh, okay. Yep. I didn't that's know there were Thursday thing. seminars. Or qualifying for the. Yeah, that's where I, where, I, where I was. But that's, that's the way they've always done it. Yes. That, that's always been that way. I, I noticed like by Saturday, late afternoon, early evening, the the they started taking like the people who actually the other people who brought games were taking them out, so it was getting less and less games. I mean, I know I know it's tough to have all these games working and stuff, but man, it's just you know I appreciate bringing all the games, but so many of them just don't work. Yeah, it's kind of a bittersweet thing because it's super cool, but then it gets to be a little frustrating, as understandable as it is, because again, maintaining that many games is hard. I mean, he does have multiple texts though. I don't know. I worry about some young person might come in there that would be into it and they go to play and they, oh, this game doesn't start. This game doesn't start. Oh, this thing doesn't work. Why did I spend 25 or 35 Yeah, like maybe the one game day. that yeah. looked cool to them, like, oh, this looks cool, and they can't start. Yep. It made the fact the vendor hall hours were so short a bigger deal. Like if you had a absolutely killer free play area with, you know, 179 games that all like worked awesomely. You'd be in heaven because it was so big. I mean, you could get on anything you wanted to immediately. Yeah, although there would have been a little bit of induced demand, right? If they were all playable games, then people would be on them. So it's kind of a well. If they were all playable, want, if they were all playable EMs, no one would care. 
now, unfortunately. Second, I have a question now, guys. Now, TPF, how many games are usually there? Playable in the free play area and that kind of stuff. Um, most of all of them are playable in the okay, free player. Okay. It looks like three or four hundred, I've heard. You know, and that's the thing. I would like to see them almost switch. Like, I'd like to see TPF with this kind of space. Because TPF right now, where it's they are, is way too fucking sl- small. Yes. Although yeah. they make a good job of making it look big because you get, you get lost trying to go anywhere because it's like a giant they made you. labyrinth. Yeah, and you also have times where you can't get from one end to the room to the other because there's so many people. Yes. And that's not cool. I'd love to see them in like the kind of room that this was in. Then you, you'd lose your carpet, though. Yeah, yeah, you lose the atmosphere. The atmosphere was definitely different. But I don't know. Maybe they need more incentives for people to bring games too. I think yes, at Expo, you just get uh, you get a ticket. That's it. Yeah, which at is, TPF, which is you get entered into stuff where you can win yeah, shit. Free prizes, and yes. yeah, there's two types of shows. There's like the Pinfest Expo, bring a game, we'll give you free entry, and then there's Texas or like Pintastic or shows where they actually like thousands of dollars of prizes and stuff that they're giving yeah, away. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which show was it. There was a show that addressed the issue you said, Bruce, where we have... we Trucks. have MGC. MGC did. Yeah, you, you tell us if you've got like five games, we'll you just wrap them up and we will yeah, pick them up. up. We'll pick them up on a day. That, and bring and yes. them to the show and you can set them up. Have fun. Yeah, the Northwest show in Tacoma has transportation. I've donated my games there before when I was living yep. in, in Everett. All I had to do was say... I have three games, and that was the minimum. And then they would schedule a time for a truck to come by and pick them up right from your house. Like it was, yeah. That's got to be like a pretty good return rate if you just rent a big U-Haul and just like get a few people just drive around all day, just like grabbing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of just criticizing, I'd like to you know present possible solutions. Yeah, and and what I would you would think is what they can do is like I know I heard that Stern gave away a ton of stuff at the one of their things their uh one of their talks the one of the seminars the family feud it was the family feud yeah. that zach okay. went to they gave away a ton of shit there that was a lot of i heard cool stuff that got given away maybe they should get it so like if you brought a game you would get some of this cool stuff because i heard some people got cad drawings that were signed by teams you know from the loser kids got and that'd be great to be able to have that chance if i brought something a game that would maybe incentivize, you know, make more people want to bring some stuff if they got some cool stuff. Yeah, any amount of payback for bringing a game will always help. Exactly, and it seems like there's none for this show. It's actually, I think, worse than it was when it was the previous. Previous management? Yes, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Well, you know, it's just Burke alone now. Before it was Burke and Mike. Before, wasn't it just whatever Mike wanted to pay you? Yeah, well, and then people will be searching for him on the last day, trying to yes, get yeah, money yes, from him. Yeah, yes. Well, that was just that was two years, and then he finally owned up at the end. But at least it's something. Now it's just you get an entry. Really, I, there's nothing to inc- you know make people want to take their games out. So would you, if you were in Chicago, would you bring a game out to Expo? See, the thing is, usually when I would bring a game out, I usually bring it for the tournament true but zach has brought a game to you know allentown which is four hours away from him and it takes a lot longer because he has to go from rochester to albany to allentown i mean i used to try to bring them to sell and they never sold at all but then i thought i could bring them for the tournament and then i'm like okay that works 
Mm-hmm. You know, like, Maybe. if I lived close to Expo, I'd be happy to, like, give some games to the classics if they need them. I don't know if I'd bother bringing one just for free play. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's the problem. There's no incentive for you to do it. The reason I always do tournament is because if I bring a game and something breaks on it and it's, like, flying around the play field... A lot of people are just like, oh, look at that. And they'll try to hit it with the ball and just keep playing. <laughs> or if it's, you know, smelling burning, they'll just ignore it and everything else. If you bring a game to a tournament, those players that just immediately will be like, oh, oh this is broken. A There's a problem here. <laughs> this is broke. Yeah, this, this isn't working. It, 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 I want a comp ball. Yeah, I want a comp ball. But like, at least they'll notice it. They won't just like be batting this broken piece all around the play field because, oh, this is fun. We. Yes, I agree. Which is funny because it's usually when you hear people, they say the opposite. Like, oh, I don't want to bring games to the tournament area. They abuse them. It's like, well, as long as your plumb bob works, they You're will good. not abuse your game. So, yes, you did the family feud. Feud without the family. It was uh, run by Dwight Sullivan, one of Bruce's favorite programmers. Dead silence. So go ahead, Zach. He sent surveys out and like posted them in like pins and stuff a few months earlier with like all the different feud survey questions, you know, to see what people would send back. And then he like collated them all together into 10 family feud questions. And we got everyone in the uh, seminar room and he uh, got 10 frisbees numbered one through five for each team. And he just chuck them out in the audience and see who caught them. And those are the families for the two sides for each round, which was pretty funny to watch. You know, then you just you played Family Feud on whatever the questions were, and then they had one table of cool prizes and one table of less cool prizes, and the winning family got to choose from the one table. You know, the other team got to choose from the other table, and it was fun. You know, like the late night winding down end of expo type of uh, stuff to do. Wait, but, wait, wait! Did you just say something was fun? I heard it too. This has now been we recorded this. Oh my god! And this is record. Hold on, I got to mark that on where that oh, is. Definitely. That's the new title. Zach thought something was fun. fun. <laughs> I, I thought a Dwight game was fun. Oh, you have Star Wars. <laughs> I know, but I said to say that for Bruce. <sighs> Although, predictably, they couldn't get the projectors to work or anything somehow. So we couldn't actually they see fixed, the screen. They fixed is no longer doing it, so you're all out of luck on that. The prizes were pretty cool. Yes, they were. They were you cool. got a friggin' um, Mechagodzilla. Oh, yeah, they had a giant case of, like, Mecha Godzilla sculpts from Godzilla, which they didn't use for some reason. I don't know. You know, they were given out. They had a big pile of full, like, uh, banners for launch parties and stuff. But those, like, everyone just took those. So they were all gone, like, within two rounds. So I never got a chance at that. But uh, that would have been cool, too. You know, they had big piles of swag. At all of the other Stern, like, you know, Elwin's seminar and uh, Dwight's seminar, there's, like, if you ask a question, we'll give you some swag, too. So... Stern must just come of a giant pallet full of swag and just was trying to get rid of all of it. Uh, let's see. Uh, to continue John Costin's question. Wow, this is going to take a while. More detail about the late night corridor confrontation with he who shall not be named would be juicy. I don't know what that means. Wait, what? Was there tea? Was there a late night corridor confrontation with he who should not? I, I don't know what that means. To be honest, I have an idea what maybe he's talking about. There was a, a certain podcasting personality that I saw around, actually in the tournament area at one point, too, which was interesting. Are you sure that wasn't a different person that looked kind of like him that was also wearing a Viva La Raza shirt? Because there was someone in the tournament who was not said podcaster. The but... person I saw was said podcaster. Uh, 
I mean, sorry, what? Uh, so I don't know if that, I mean, I know there was a ridiculous question asked during the, uh, what was it? The, the virtual seminar, the virtual Stern tour seminar. Cause there was like a Q and a after the seminar and Gary Stern was there and yeah, there was like a, a very interesting question asked. I'll just say that. So next we have a question from Albert Agar. Orby. Orby. The homebrew games and tourney results. Well, we definitely did the tourney results. Homebrew games. Oh my God. Yes. Let's talk about them. I think I played all of them. I didn't. I tried to, but I couldn't get in time because they were in the vendor hall that had the short hours. And then they and then turned off the games. It was while so was sad. Oh, that was, that was, that was so not cool. Oh, they turned off a game while you were playing it? Uh, basically, while we were we were playing a four-player game of uh, Sonic, you yeah, know, chatting with l- everybody. Late on Friday night? Yeah, I think it was late Friday night. And it was close to vendor closing hours, and it was a four-player game. I was the lowest-ranked player on that game by far. So, you know, it was going some time. But it wasn't like our game was lasting a while. Like, people still playing all the homebrew games. There's still lines for most of them. Yeah, still, like- yeah. And we don't know if it was intentional or not, but suddenly the power strip holding all those games went boop, and all the games were turned off in one fell swoop. And if that was intentional, that was beyond a shitty move. I think it was the same guy that turned off all the power at Allentown. Or the same guy who flickered the lights during uh, finals, too, at the tournament. Oh, Oh, no, no, no. no. That was because that was based. That's apparently like policy of that hotel is every five minutes they flicker the lights for the last hour to show that the space is going to be uh, closing. So when that started happening, Kate motored <laughs> off in heels, in wedges to go find someone and be like, could you not be kind of doing a thing? And they're like, oh, okay. So like she was able to get that resolved as soon as we figured out what was happening. But that was, yeah. that was not cool. It's just more the same, like, they need better hours for all the stuff. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Well, it, the thing is, how much you guys are getting charged for going to Expo? How much is the entry fee for the whole weekend? Three hundred dollars. Yes. Oh, one fifty. Did it go up? I don't know. Right. Or just saying yeah, the entry. Like one fifty for tournament entry, which included Expo entry too, right? Yeah. Okay, so one fifty times. Well, how many people were there? Probably. Much. At, at Expo. Yeah, this year. What do you think? Much. Thousands. Okay. So. It's a lot of money. You should hire a couple people, maybe, or pay a couple people local, or you know, volunteers that get extra benefits. Also, Mike did that. Mike had a lot of people for that. So back to the homebrew games. What, what do we think of them? I played Sonic. Shot good. Yeah, Sonic. Sonic was great. It, it had uh, a lot of loops, flow, flowy flow. The Sonic. If you're a Sonic fan, it will make your heart happy. It had a lot of great theme integration for sure. Like it felt like. Someone who loves Sonic made the game, which... Oh, yeah. Is, it, it reminded me of the same theme level that, like, Godzilla has. People who like Godzilla made this game, which is always nice to see. So, yeah, you had it, Sonic. It very, that was the, the best sorry, one, I'd say. The Sonic was the best game there, though. Most it complete. Was, well, unfortunately, it was the only the game I got term. to play. Yeah, it I was, wanted to it's... play the uh, Greek gods with Steph, and we were waiting... And then it broke in front of us, right? It blue screened, and then we had to scuttle back, or I had to scuttle back because tournament. Okay. Yeah, it's it interesting was... seeing like uh, some games that like they seem like they're trying to make a production game, you know. They're, and then they've some seen games that are very much like I'm just 
I'm having fun. I'm doing doing creative stuff. You know, like Greek gods really had the I'm having fun because it was like the Greek, guy and his daughter, right? Yeah, and it has yeah. like it has a knee button, so you can like flip with your knee or something at one. Yeah, part. it was so, it, it like did something it with the power. Cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it transferred the power from your flippers to the pop bumper slingshot. So you, if you wanted more pop action, think of um, WrestleMania. Like at WrestleMania, the two little kickers. Basically, imagine if you had to hit a button with your knee to activate those, and it killed your flipper power when you did it too. So you had to make sure you got your knee off the button if you wanted to use the flippers again. That's basically what it was. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm cool. really sad that I didn't get to see the uh, underworld play field. I got to see the top play field, and I think we talked with the the creator even, and it was like the the amount of passion in that game was just like. You could feel it, and it was. I, I'm really bummed that I didn't get to play it. It was one of the more technically impressive games because it had a screen that you couldn't see the underworld playfield. You didn't even know it was there until you activated it, and then yeah, then all of like a sudden a you could see it somehow. Opaque screen. I mean, I think it's just like know. an LCD screen without like the backlight or anything behind it. You know, so there's no. If the pixels are off, you can see through it. So once you got to the lower playfield, it would turn off the main part of the screen and just show like little animations overlays on it while, while you were flipping down there. Let's see. Castlevania. They had a Castlevania game, which is that the one that you, you hit a shot on the left to light the scoop for a multi-ball and then you hit the scoop and got multi-ball. Yeah. That they didn't have like any rules that at all. Basically. That was yeah. basically the game. We thought it had a, a star Wars, a stern star Wars ramp. And like a, I think Ray, you said the, the other one is Austin powers left ramp. Yeah, like the, the game looked like very like cleanly done because they were able to just repurpose regular machine ramps to do uh the shots and stuff. That was interesting different construction method to see. Then there was a uh, Metroid. Oh yeah. From Jersey Jack. No. No, no that's I, all. I never got to yeah, I never got to see Metroid actually working because that was a game that when they turned off the power it it did not like getting turned off. Like, no, I think what I well, think also what happened is like at some point someone had maybe rage tilted it, maybe shaken it a bit too hard to try and get a ball off, and Mark had to like rejigger the system somehow, restart it. Yeah, like it got it got all lost after like a ball was stuck, and then like lots of tilting happened to free it because no one was around at the time or something. Shenanigans were yeah, almost what? almost every time I I tried to play the game, it was down for some reason. But I played it at Pintastic though before, so there's like a really steep ramp on the right of it that And on the left. <laughs> all the ramps are super tall. But like the one that feels almost vertical, it feels so intimidating, but when you hit it, it is so satisfying. The one yeah, with the upper flipper? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it has to be the upper flipper one. I don't know if that'll be a Pintastic since he's moved now, but it'd be cool if it did manage to get back to Pintastic. Be a lot of driving. Yeah. What other ones were there? I'm trying to remember. There, there was, was like a Detroit one. 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 Yeah, the, the motor. Was there like Night at the Roxbury or whatever? Yeah, Night at the Roxbury one I heard also, okay. yeah. Or was that Boys Night Out? Boys Night Out. Was Boys Night Out. There was a Ghost in the Shell one. Yeah, and there was the Black Knight one where someone built a Black Knight from scratch with no reference besides pictures. Oh, is that what that was? That's, a, that's apparently what that was. It's just like, I want a Black Knight. I can't find a Black Knight. He got some playfield scans and he just made a playfield from scratch and like bent all the ball guides himself and stuff for it all. Like, and you could look at it and you see, like, no, that's not a stock Williams part. That's not a stock Williams part, you know, like. It played great though, actually. So it must have had, you know, 50 volt coils or whatnot. Yeah, I, I couldn't make the ramps when I played it. Oh, really? Oh, uh, well. 
And I'm, I'm still on uh, Albert's question. And who won the drunk award? I don't know who what was that means. Who the drunkest means. one you saw? The drunkest. Teolis was pounding fireball shots at the end of the women's tournament. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Teolis was in. He gets yeah. an honorary mention. Yeah, he gets he a mention. He, he, he was fired up. <laughs> He's actually the only person I talked to that was that I could tell was inebriated. Yes. Okay, so congratulations. Congratulations, Jeff. Jeff. You're our winner <laughs> in our book. Mike asks Cactus Canyon 2.0 rule possibilities and uh, Steve Bowden to AP. Well, congratulations, Steve. That was a very cool. That was a great pick. That was someone uh, I was glad to see. At, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool finding getting to play with him again, too. Yeah. You know how we have the, the no hug rule? Yeah. I threw away the no hug rule for Steve. See? see? He warrants an exception. Come on. He was the happiest guy I saw at Expo. He was always all smiles. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Cactus Candy 2.0 rule possibilities. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not smart enough for rules. We'll wait and see, but, you know. It's, it's going to have rules. I played the cat. Well, the reveal was just weird. Yeah. I guess the dude was, like, super late getting there, and then they just, like, Kind of rolled it in, and here it is. And then, and then I saw pictures up from the vendor hall, like they're setting up the the Cactus Canyons right now. And <laughs> you could see them, like, oh, I played it. It was just a brighter, blingier Cactus Canyon with a cool topper. Yes, which now you can get. Well, that's another. Yeah. So what was uh, the, the first thing is what a bad marketing, bad marketing all the way around. I played it, and it did have like it has a match sequence now, and all the graphics have been updated. Yes. They look really cool. It has the big screen stuff. So like the AFM upgraded graphics, that kind of stuff. That's what it looks like. Yes. Yeah, it's Fair. a pretty pretty color DMD with multiple yes. shades. Yes. It's got, you know, full you know, RGB lighting. Unfortunately, it also has strobe flasher type stuff going on yeah. where I, I yeah. just was like, oh, God. I mean, but that's that's the way it is now. So fine. Whatever. They hired Dwight, too, not just Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> the original thing was, what was it? 8250? For, for, for a standard edition, I think yep. they call it, and then uh, nine, what was 9250. it? 9250. whatever. Not, yeah, what, 9500, whatever it was. For the LE, which has a super cool topper. It's got Bart, which he, he, he draws. He like actually draws his gun. Plays a shooting gallery in the back. And soon after Expo, they announced that... Hey, we ever, we ever sold this. We're going to do a, a standard edition plus, which will basically cost the same as the LE did. Well, and I'll have the topper on it. Dead silence. I mean, it's, it's an option. If someone really wants the topper, they can. Show yeah. Cause the they sold out of the LEs yeah, supposedly the 50 sold out right that day. I, I was hearing at the show, they were already sold out. Yeah. And now, you know, you can buy it now with the, without the extra sculpts and extra wood arch and everything like that. Because I know I was, I visited the um, flipping out pinball network area in the vendor hall several times, just trying to see if like Zach Minnie was there, and I never saw him the entire show. Because I guess he was just taking orders most of the show. I never saw him either. Yeah, I saw lots of other TPN members though. Yeah, I never saw Dennis. Dennis Creasel. Never saw him. I did see. I saw hi to Dennis. So next is uh, Bowen. Bowen no longer with Spooky. What's next for him? Yeah, this was this was weird because off the cuff. it was off the cuff. Because this was in the um, Halloween thread on Pinside, where they were yep. talking about the game, and their his name came up that you know he was going to tr- contribute to the game because Charlie had said that 
they had said that in print. And I think Anna, at least one podcast that he was consulting or going to be consulted, whatever on Halloween. And Bowen basically said, first time I saw Halloween is when you saw it. <laughs> so I know, and, and I, I gave them some criticism and none well, of no, it was he gave them some ideas like, you know, yeah. some things I would change. And as far as you know, they didn't really listen to him and he's no longer with spooky. Yeah. So there you go. What's next for him? If anything, I mean, isn't he still a full-time math? Yeah, he's a full-time, writer? yeah, and he's not going to leave that. He's not going to try. He's not going to move to Chicago to work for a pinball no, company. So whatever it is, it's going to have to be like a part-time consultant gig. Consultant, yes. I mean, it would be cool like if he just did the same thing for uh, American Pinball or something, but yeah, or or CGC, more custom, yeah. whatever. That would be nice because I mean, I liked. I still think um, Alice Cooper is the best spooky game. I think I might agree with that. And I have no issues with the rules on Rick and Morty. It's just the play field. I play have an issue with. <laughs> but uh, I have no, I mean, they did that really well. They did that really well. I mean, it, it is what it is. Yeah. I think you just wait and see. Yeah. It's not going to be like, you know, somebody going, you'll find out if he gets another gig with somebody else when they announce it. I think his, his track record is good with those two games. So someone should give him a call. Yeah. If you were smart. Let's see. Daniel, who did you hang out with? Uh, the people on this call. <laughs> Even Bruce. Well, no, I didn't <laughs> hang out with Bruce. Actually, I wasn't the popular Ron Hallett at the show. That was my dad. The single, yeah, most, boy, the single oh most heard line. At least five people said this same line to me. Oh, Ron, I just talked to your dad. Oh, Ron, I was just talking to your dad. Oh, Ron, I was just talking <laughs> to your dad at the bar. All right. You know, he, he hooked up with his best buddy, Steve Ritchie, again. You know, he was he was all over the place. Joe Katz from Jersey Jack comes up to me. Oh, hey, Ron, I was just talking to your dad. <laughs> Where'd you eat, guys? Zach, Steph? Yeah, these guys left me alone. Yeah, you guys got to hang out with a lot of cool people. I ended up somehow, despite doing badly in two of the three tournaments and, well, in only one, I somehow managed to have my entire weekend taken up by tournaments, and I'm not sure how that happens it's easy apparently when you get up at noon oh, <laughs> oh. hey that's not true we, we went out to that uh that kuma's corner that was fun that was a nice dinner that's a cool place yep. i got a that's, uh a, a burger that had french oh, yeah, toast that's right. so we hung out with azure laptop yeah describe your burger raymond it had slices of french toast sticks it had a fried chicken patty it had the burger still and had I don't maple know syrup. Yes, yeah, syrup, syrup. Mm, so that sounds really it, good. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I corner is basically. It, I had to basically uh, take off the bun, eat the French toast sticks, eat the chicken <laughs> thing by itself, and then have a burger afterward. Essentially, no, you eat it all. It's gonna go in the same place anyway. It doesn't it's too fit. big to fit in your mouth. Well, I, you have I a big got mouth. A plain, like, <laughs> I got a chicken sandwich with no toppings, and I still could not fit in my mouth. Like, there's so much chicken even. You guys got to take me there next year. Yeah, it's basically if Rock Fantasy was running a gourmet burger bar because there's heavy metal music in the background the whole time. It's amazing. But next time we'll get reservations. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. It was like 35, 40 minutes wait. Ron ate burgers. I, I, uh, the first day, and that was it. I, then the rest of the time, I think I just had apples and candy bars from the vending machine. And then I had pizza the one day. Wow. Wow. Sorry. Yeah, the one day we finally tracked you down and like, do you want food? Yeah, and I was like, yes. 
Yes, please. Yes, please. Richard asks, uh, Steve Ritchie's next game. I don't know. Don't know. I'm not a mind reader three years no, in the future. We, we don't have Ron Hallett Sr. on. We can't answer Yeah, we question. can't. Yeah, he talked to him. Maybe I should. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was at the first part of the Jersey Jack seminar and, until it became obvious that there was no announcements and it was just basically going to be Q&A and it was a bunch of stuff I'd already heard on like a zillion different places. So, But was there pizza? No. I don't think they're doing that anymore, so I'm not going to expect that to happen. Fail. Sorry, what, what, did, what, what did Jeff ask? It was their pizza. Yeah, because that ah. used to be a thing. The Jersey Jack seminar would always have pizza. There also could have been a deal bringing all that pizza in. Maybe the hotel wasn't very uh, into that. Yeah. I know even the Westin wasn't too into that because we used to do a morning tournament, and they would get pissed when donuts would get brought in. So It was great. The uh, tournament room you could bring in. They had tables, people you could bring in whatever food you wanted. Yep. And if you left the food there, people would eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Because our pizza disappeared when we came back. Wow. Aaron, best and worst of Expo and a comparison of shows. I think we kind of covered a lot of that. Yeah. TBF is always going to be the best, I think. Yeah. TBF versus Expo versus Allentown. They're all different kind of shows. Allentown's different. Allentown's like a flea market. I mean, the thing about TPF is a game. A game. Let me try that again. TPF is a show where it's a flex show. People want to bring their games in. They want to bring their high-end shit and show you how awesome it is. Yeah, they have, like, contests, right? Yeah. Yes. They give you stuff for doing stuff good. Expo is like a pinball get-together with some pins attached. Yeah. Like, yeah, TPF, it's like, look at my awesome game. Look at these. Look, look at this topper. Look at these pin stadiums. Look at this game. Look how awesome it is. I will. I will have to say, though, Stern's presence at Expo was pretty darn cool. It was cool. It was cool. And so, you know, all of them actually stepped it up this year. They did. Uh, I will say Stern, they brought carpet in, which was nice. So they had carpet in their area. They had a merchandise table. They had a a stage where they did yeah. interviews, which was weird. And the cosplay contest, which did you see Rebecca Hinsdale's Black Knight costume? It was freaking incredible. Which was cool because uh, Halloween was Sunday, so it played into that. And they brought all their latest and greatest games, and everything was insider connected. You could get achievements on games. You can't. You you couldn't get achievements outside of Expo because it hasn't been released yet. So you could get Led Zeppelin achievements. You could get Aerosmith achievements. You could get you know all the new games uh, achievements, and you also got a special badge on your profile if you played at least one game, saying that you played at Stern Connected Expo. Ah, you were saying Zach, not all of them. Yeah, some of them just had signs saying, like, this would be connected or something when I was looking around. Oh, really? You know one game they had a lot of? Godzilla? They had a ton of Godzilla. They had, like, 30 of them, right? So we'll, we'll get into that. This is the person who works for Stern, ladies and gentlemen. He's, he's asking. I don't know. How many did they have, Raymond? I thought it was, at least, it was like, 15 pros and 15 premiums. It might have been even 20 of each. They had a shit ton. They had a, a shit ton. Um, you, you had no issues getting... I mean, they were all in use, but... It was like one deep, like you could just stand behind a person and if they weren't a dick and restarted the game, you could play. Or if they didn't have an issue, and I noticed this, if you scanned your code in for the insider connected thing, you had to remember to log out and certain people didn't log out. Like the first game of Godzilla I ever played, I was playing under somebody's name. I was getting achievements, which confused me at first. Like I hear the achievement sound, what? I, I didn't swipe in. Why am I getting achievements? And I realized there was some dude's name on the game. But also, if, if you had swiped in 
and you can move your player, like say, I want to be player four. If you hit start once, it's a four player game. So if the person was player four and it wasn't logged out, if you walked up and you hit start, you're now in a four player game. Yeah. So now people are going to think you're an asshole. Like, look at this asshole. He started a four player game. <laughs> I was at uh, our local location today playing the Godzilla that's connected there, the pro. After your game, it basically counts down 20 seconds or something. Yes. 30. Where you, if you just hit start or put in more credits, it'll remember your players. Yes. Which works fine at, a, at like a medium traffic location. But if people are waiting in line, then they're just going to be jumping on your name. If you don't what like they should stuff. do is do it like the flippers. Like if you hit the flipper, yeah. Faster, if you hold if you hold the left or right flipper, yeah. it'll count down. It goes fast. down faster. It yeah, does. but you have to know to do that. Yeah, and and yeah. I'm going to do that. that. Probably better if it's like a five second. Then like if you flip, it'll stop counting or something. Yeah, I played a lot of lot of Godzilla. Let's get let's do Godzilla last. Elvira, the fortieth Elvira was there. Elvira fortieth. Yeah. Forty oh. years of Elvira. Or forty thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Well, I heard it was selling for 25000 25 to 26000 yes. Okay, so not quite that much. I was hearing that it was... 199 of them. Well, I was also hearing the distributors, at least one thing I heard was like fifteen k. That's what it was for the distributors. And they were told they could set their own price. Yeah. So there you go. It's basically, it's the same game, but purple trim, some updated art that says 40, like 40 years of Elvira. You don't get a piece of the couch. <laughs> you should get the whole couch uh, with this. You should get the whole fucking couch, yes. <laughs> Elvira had sex on this couch. <laughs> there you go. Holy shit. And then you get the shooter rod. The special custom. And do they sell out? Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Then it was a, a fine decision. Would you pay $26,000 for an Elvira? No. No. Okay. Now, if I really wanted Elvira, I'd just get the regular one. Thank you. It says 40 on it, has purple trim and a shooter rod. Does it have like a real back glass too, I would assume? Something like that. Does it have a topper? Yeah, I don't even think... I'm trying top. to remember. Look, I, I was right there. I, I never played it, but I saw it. I don't think it had a topper. I mean, it had the cool like sparkly... I don't know what it's called. The side art that sparkles. The, the thing they used on Batman 66, like the, yes. LA, the, the original Super Ellie's or whatever. What else? I played the um, Jurassic Park home game. Oh, Jack's game, yes. Yep, that played fine. Yeah, I heard a lot of people said it played really good. But that, that sweet RoboCop jump yeah, ramp. ramp. They should put a coin door in it. It would be a, a cheaper option for people to put on location, honestly. Nothing about it seemed like a like a home model, other than the fact it didn't have a coin door. And the lockdown bar has like the plastic edge things on there. That I know I would have an issue with. Probably I'd probably end up breaking them. Yeah, the left arm bar is not comfortable. No. But, I mean, it has a, the freaking head as the ball. Spits out the ball. That's more than the pro does. Mm-hmm. Play fine. I did notice it, it had... Um, let's see who knows this term. It had a um, BNOD that had fallen off and got stuck in the in lane. A blue nub of death. Very good. He knew it. Yes. One of the blue nubs of death fell off, and it it was funny. It just it just parked its way in the end lane, and two balls got stuck behind it. Those are the little foam dividers they have between shots, right? It's yes, it's, it's, it's rubber. It's like yeah, hard it's rubber. rubber, and it's like instead of using a mini post or having a stand up, if you have like two two ball guides that come together, you just wedge this thing in between, so it just hits. Yep. 
like uh, Lord of the Rings, Left Orbit. I think Gomez was one of the first to use it a lot. Yes, he was. He was. Let's see. So I think that's all the games. So let's let's get the Godzilla. Oh no! There goes Tokyo. Go go Godzilla! You know that'd be cool if they played it during multiball or a game over. Will Ron sell his Jurassic Park and get a Godzilla? Yes, Scott asked, will Ron sell his Jurassic Park and get a Godzilla? I don't know if I'll sell my Jurassic Park. But he is getting a Godzilla. But I'm getting a Godzilla. Won't be till next year. Premium? Uh, yes. Yes, he needs the expo. It has to be a moving building. Got to have the moving dinosaur. Got to have the moving building. Well, the moving building, it's not just because of the shots are different. It diverts mm-hmm. oh, balls in different spots yeah, depending on, on where it goes. And I was watching a multiplayer game. I didn't realize they did this. Like, person locked the ball on the roof. Then when they drained out, next person was up. When their lock was lit, the building actually went up. So they go, so they go through, yes. So to go through. So it's coordinating, you know, the lock situation. Would suck if you actually wanted to shoot those ramps, though. The building only diverts when lock is lit. So that's the only time you can ever loop the ramps. And then if someone else locks the ball, well, you don't even get that. So Zach can get the pro. Um, Zach didn't. <laughs> Zach didn't hate it. So that's that's a positive. Okay, hold on. Zach. You can do some Zach. advanced strategy techniques where you light lock, and now your right ramp goes back to your left flipper. And since the right ramp is one of the easier shots, usually you can start jet fighter, and jet fighter kind of moves in like an arc across the playfield. So you can do three right ramps in a row real quick. Get some huge jet fighters. I was getting some big jet fighters uh, by looping the side. Flipper shot as well, which is really Zach, satisfying. Zach, is it fun? Is it fun, Zach? Jury's out. Oh my god! Come well, you on. You played it for like an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's a. You know what Ron says about like, there's like the the floors of the building of whether he likes the game or not. There's like different levels of that a game needs to give for you. Oh, like, yes, yeah. It's oh, different. you weren't talking about the mech. Okay. No. Yeah, I was no. Confused. Yeah, first, first it's got to shoot good, or it just doesn't ascend to the next level. Yeah, so like, it's gotten at least two levels for me, you know, but I don't know if I have the third level. The only shot I see an issue with is that left ramp. That left 180, ramp the 180 ramp. Very, because, yeah. and, it, and it's, it seems to be game dependent too, because I was, yes. I played a pro, I played multiple pros, but the second pro I played in the uh, vendor area, every time it was making it beautiful, super smooth. Other ones, it was like, you had to be absolutely perfect or you would get clunk yeah. city and it wouldn't yes. make it up. Yep. So to, to me, that means it's just something you can adjust. It's just going to be, you're going to have to play with it. And I think that's a lot of Elwin's games. You have to play with shit because he makes stuff like that. If you're going to make stuff that shoots cool, sometimes it's you're going to have to tweak it a lot to get it to work. But yeah, I loved everything about it. It's exactly, it's everything I thought it would be. I like the game a lot. I think it's a fun shooter. I'm into the theme. So everything, monster battles, all that. Oh, we got, I like, I like we, that we part We got tanks, we got the, the music. Yeah. Get fighters, everything, yes. I like that part. The guy's voice that I wasn't into for the trailer, but once you hear it in the game, it's like, oh. Hey, voice like this, and that was the announcement. Like. <laughs> Good golly, it's like, Good golly, Miss Molly. Jackpot. I love that one. Yeah. yeah. I don't believe it. A giant robot in the shape of Godzilla. Or that bridge is really taking a pounding. I love when you're when you're shooting loops and it shows the guy's head spinning. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Or Jet Jaguar spinning around. The magna grab. 
which is from um, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, where he makes himself magnetic. The things like come to Godzilla, stick on him. <laughs> or, or when you, the ball save, he kicks Minya, his, his son. Yeah. Like, get back in yeah. there. <laughs> get back in the action. <laughs> oh, and it's, it's only going to get better. Bruce pointed out that left orbit. The magnet concerns me, too, still. Yeah, the magnet was uh, kind of mean on location for me. He was saying in the seminar, they basically like hadn't fully coded the magnet logic still. They quickly just found like a certain pulse setting that happened to work most of the time for like flinging it around and doing like the... But like if your game isn't that game or like if the power is weird or something, then like the magnet just stops grabbing the ball sometimes, you know, like and they'll throw it all over the place. Like down the middle. Theoretically, they should have, you know, they have the entry switch for the building and they have the exit switch before the magnet... They can know exactly how fast the ball's going. Like, theoretically, you could time it all perfectly and adjust on the fly to that. So hopefully that'll get better with the code. It is super now, cool but, when it works, though. It's like the most satisfying whoosh, just like swing, and then drops it, and then it comes back down. Yeah. But the fact that last couple of code updates, they've had a lot of magnet-specific things in there tells me that they, they are aware of the situation. Yeah, just hopefully oh, it yeah, is. Oh, yeah, they like, are. Private. They are, definitely. Hence the reason I don't get it now. I always think of the Stranger Things scenario, the fact that if you got the early one, you had the, you know, the backboard thing that didn't work right. What else? You had the, the pop-up thing that would just come right Never out, Morgan. the ramp thing that didn't work right. So then they had like the ramp upgrade kit. They had all this stuff they came out with later, these fixes. I don't think they've run a premium run since then. That would happen, but I would assume if they ever so do. Your strategy wouldn't have worked on Stranger Things. You would yeah, because they didn't. Things well, because they didn't come out with another premium run. So I would assume if they did another premium run, it would have the fixed ramp. Uh, all the fixes they came up with would just be in that one. That's kind of why I like to wait, especially with like a premium. We got that much crap because because the one thing I noticed about the building that I've seen I've seen in a couple Godzillas is you lock the balls, the building comes down. All three balls go right down the middle. Boom, boom, boom. I've seen that in multiple Godzillas now. Mm-hmm. But I've also, I've seen other ones where they all hit the left flipper fine and have no problem. So it's one of those things. Yeah, like you were talking about earlier about like the adjustments and stuff. Is that a new designer thing where like, I feel like Steve Ritchie's the longest active designer. He's been going since 1980. It's a 77, actually. 77? Yeah, Airborne yes, Avenger. Uh... Like, maybe not as early games as much, but like I feel like by the end he wouldn't design a shot that didn't work a lot, that or needed lots of tweaking. You know, maybe that means like sometimes he put on less cool shots potentially, but like he definitely like knew how to make the game where all the shots would function. That's well that's a box. possibility because supposedly there's some kind of thing you can adjust in Maiden to make the loop shot faster or slower, but it's not really in a manual or anything or tells you to do it. Yeah, I had the similar problem on my. Avengers of just like the right orbit, really tight, narrow shot. And like, it just didn't work sometimes. And you had to like, there's like five different places you could try to tweak it to improve. And I'm like, I try to get it better. I got somewhat better, but I'm like, maybe this is just the shots flawed. And uh, <gasps> are you accusing Keith Owen of making a flawed shot? Maybe one flawed shot in four games. We'll give him that. <laughs> Wowzers. Raymond had to uh, defend. That is your coworker you're talking about. Yep. Did you miss David Dennis? David Dennis, how much you missed me. Yes. Actually, it would have been nice to him to, to be there because I've still never met him in person, even what? though we've been podcasting for quite a while now. 
Yes, I've never met David Dennis. Well, he's from Canada. Hey. My podcast mate from the excellent Silverball Chronicles podcast, which can be heard on the Pinball Network. Thanks. Has anyone actually met David Dennis? I have not, no. Is it possible he's actually just Ron in a wig or something crazy like that? You know, I know no, it sounds far fetched. That could never but... happen. With a fake accent? Nah. Maybe I'm David Dennis. No, there's no way Ron could pull off other accents that just can't. Did, uh, yeah, did, or speaking of, of accents, was uh, Stu McVicker at Expo? Oh, I'm glad you brought him up. I had him on my list here. Stu has contacted me. Did he get deported? Uh, no, he did not get deported. He needs to be bailed out of jail. <laughs> he has been practicing constantly since his horrific performance in Rochester. Ooh. And how's it going? He knows that uh, Raymond Davidson will be in the area. Fantastic weekend. And he wants to challenge Raymond to an IFPA-style... Four out of seven battle at level zero. Ooh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. On Sunday. So we'll have to nice. figure out what time, but uh, only if you accept. He's not sure you'll accept or not, you know. Cowardly. Uh, yeah. So I'll do it. So he'll do it. Okay. So I'll let him know. He doesn't listen to the podcast. I'll have to make sure I come out for that one, maybe. Maybe it'll just come out Sunday. I could be the announcer. Won't Ron be announcing? It's his place. No, I'm because sure he wants to see this. He would love to. He would love to, but he usually walks out because he cannot stand Stu. I might tech, but I definitely will not. I will not announce. No, there will be a random chocolate pie upstairs, and then Ron will disappear. Yep. And then when Ron reappears, the chocolate pie will have disappeared. Yep. That's all Stu. And chocolate stains on his shirt. <laughs> now I want to make a chocolate pie. Well, that does sound good. That will be on the Slamtail Podcast Twitch stream on Sunday. Announcements will be forthcoming. That's on two oh, weeks from today. Which Sunday. Yeah. Today. I wonder what games Stu would pick. Two weeks, the 21st. I wonder what games Ray would pick. Yeah. I, uh, well, oh, Stu also, he had a note here. Uh, Ray cannot pick any games he's worked on. Ah. So let's see. What, what have you worked on? Uh, Deadpool? I did. Uh, okay. That's out. Well, uh, well, on Jurassic Park, I, I added the Fossil Award, Top Paleontologist. Don. That's out. I didn't actually submit any code for Deadpool, but I did suggest a couple things to Tanya that he said yes and put in the next release. So I guess I kind of worked on Deadpool. Uh, okay. How about Star Wars? No. Uh, wait. Oh, I did. Add, I told Dwight that he should probably put in that second ball save because uh, everyone like, said that. <laughs> That's no, we true. Have to the older that, code. So I don't know if that counts. It doesn't count. I will do a rule. That does not count. Wow. Okay. Bruce is going to keep Star Wars in something. That's amazing in to. itself. <laughs> well, this Why don't to play it? Play Star along. Wars, by the time it's done, he'll have gotten here from Rochester. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for that. I, I had it on my list. Stu could pick Deadpool if he wants to. Yeah, he could. Or he could just pick all older games because that's what he likes because he is old. As we know, he's being the 1978 Playboy launch party champion. He's actually older than me. Is there a Playboy at uh, level zero? Uh, no, I would never have that game. <laughs> yeah. That game sucks. I would have Kiss before I would have Playboy. <laughs> which one? The, oh, the original one? one. The original the one. Right, Gene? That's right. The greatest games ever made. Kiss. Followed by the other Kiss. Let's, let's go to the ball bag. Oh, my. So we have a message from Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. He says, hi, fellas. Love, love, love your show. 
Wish it was weekly, but I digress. I know these are hard to find, but figured I would reach out to the classic Stern Masters. I badly need a spinner for big game. Any leads? Yeah, that's the hardest. That's one of the hardest ones. That and Sea Witch are the two hardest spinners to find. Why is that? Is it because they're really wide? No, they're custom. They're only for that game. As opposed to just like an S or something. That's like the S or the colored S or like that. Yeah. So Sea Witch is white with the girl on front. And then uh, I think there's like a couple stars on the backside of Sea Witch. I thought it was a wave and a wave. Yeah, I thought it was a wave. Yes. You can't get like a decal for it? Well, you can, but it doesn't. Well, 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 with big game, it's worse because the greener. Let me. It's greener. Let me try again. It's green. It's green. It's greener it's green, on the other side. It's got, a, it's got the lion's head in the front, and then it almost does what Kiss does. There's just a little tongue on the backside of it, like the little face, like the red face of his mouth. That's all it does, so it flips. So what would you suggest he do? Look for eBay? Yes. Go to eBay, shows? Go to shows. Try to find a used play field. I can look at my used I – don't, I don't think I have spinners on mine, a used play field I just grabbed. But another I, was, big I, was, game. I was digging through stuff. Uh, in my bins of parts, and I found two stern spinners just sitting there. <laughs> well, Bruce will look <laughs> through his uh, parts and get back to you if he finds anything. If I find it, but I otherwise, I would say like maybe eBay or eBay try to or get out decals. to some shows that have. Yeah, it's it are the two rarest ones. Yeah, like a flea market, and maybe there's an old play field. It would suck to buy a whole play field just for that, but it, it would be good to get the parts off it too. So. So I mean, I Bruce will buy the extra playfield from you afterwards. Yes, I would buy the extra. <laughs> also, uh, a pinside want ad can't hurt. I've gotten some weird parts off that. Definitely a good idea. I got a meteor spinner off that. Nice. Nice. Okay, so that's Dan. Thank you. John. Hi, John. John asks, hey, guys, I have a question. When Bally Williams developed the Fliptronic system, what problems specifically were they trying to solve with the existor existing flipper systems from system 11 well number one was that stern had the other system (laughs) (laughs) they had to get rid of that (laughs) yeah daddy's bragging about the solid state flipper you know they're losing sales so they had to do something yeah yeah as as a player i prefer the flippers in system 11 games so i figure there must be a reason for developing fliptronic from the operators or designers and any insight is appreciated well there's two systems there's fliptronics for one game and then there's Fliptronics too. Wasn't Fliptronics yeah, only in the Adam's same. family? Yeah, they do. Yes, Fliptronics is the only one. Yes. Although it's also whether it's optos or switches. Exactly. Also, so you have two games really switches. Yes. <laughs> as far as trying to solve, I honestly think it was just continuing the technology. They wanted to be able to control the flippers and flip them automatically. Honestly, I, the only thing that really feels different is the fact that it, if they go from least switches to optos. Yes. That's when they start to feel a little different. Or like when they change the coil stops early on in System 11. Yes, that's true too. And the coil springs. Yeah, they went to extension springs at some point. That would change the feel. Yes. I mean, as far as trying to solve, I mean, they were just trying to add what, like you said, Data East had, and they advertised it, solid state flippers. So Williams got to keep up with that. More flexibility. They wanted to have, you know, a newer thing that was easier to control. Plus, you can control the flipper, plus you can prevent the coil from overheating. Yeah, the end of stroke switch. Because the end of stroke switch, they still use it, but they have code in there that if it doesn't go off in a certain time, they're still going to cut to the low power winding so the coil Ah. doesn't overheat. 
So you don't you don't have that with the the old one. I mean, if the EOS switch isn't working properly, if the EOS switch EOS switch on a System Eleven isn't opening at the end like it's supposed to, you're going to burn gonna the coil up. Yeah, you're all some of the early uh, some of the only early flyers for that East are like they even had like a guarantee from Gary like you'll Gary, never replace year. another flipper coil. Yeah, you know, one like, year up to one year. It's they're not going to smoke anymore because we fixed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is System Eleven a I mean, until they until, until they went to. Uh, no EOS switches anymore. It went to computer controlled and RoboCop, and that's what really fucked it all up. Well, none of the early days. That's why RoboCop sometimes, right? if a fast moving ball will like trampoline the flipper, there's no EOS yes. on that game. There's no EOS. Yeah, from uh. the beginning of the solid state until like Jurassic Park, I think was first. Yeah, one when or... they started doing the kickers that throw it back at you, they put up the EOS switches back in. Yes. So there you go. I think that answers the question. Passing over that email, we can't discuss, but uh, thank you, Mr. Johnson. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Sean says, Bruce sounded Hi, like a young Barnaby Jones in the case of the pinball punks at the piano factory. Keep up the great work. Oh. <laughs> we did have the pinball punks. And we are at the piano factory. Young Barnaby Jones. <laughs> I don't think he was ever young. Wasn't he always old? He, he was, was born old. He was yeah, he, he was, was born old. old. He was old in everything. He was old in Beverly Hillbillies. He was old in Barnaby. He's always old. I remember seeing him in a fifties movie as, as a almost. It's almost like uh, it was a it was a knockoff of Creature from the Black Lagoon. And he was old. He was old still in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's his name? God damn it, Woo, doggy, Buddy Epson. Buddy Epson. Jesus Christ. Okay. Pulled that right out of my ass. That was a pull right out of well, my I ass. can't believe you remembered something. Holy shit. All right, I got one more. It's not from the ball bag. This was actually sent to our... Um, yes, our Facebook. Facebook Messenger. I have that right here. Uh, well, go ahead. You read it. Trex Gold. Hi, Trex. Hello, excellent, entertaining podcast. I listened to all the episodes. Do you help the listeners with technical issues? I've got a pinball machine that's not 100%. My issue is with World Cup soccer, it scores goals and registers striker a hideout at random times, even without the ball going into the goal. Opto issue. Yeah. Other times, a ball will go into the goal and won't register. I took an opto out of the goal trough, cleaned it with a Q-tip, put it back in. Now it's even worse. I checked the 10 switch and the 6 and the 7 switch opto boards, and they look good. Well, you can't really go by looks. I still think it's the opto. Yeah, I think it's opto. I think you'd replace I mean, both it's, it's optos. Either the, it's either the opto or the opto board, right? Yeah, but if you go into switch test, any of you who registers once, it's not the opto board. An opto is like board bad shutter joints or something. Yeah. So I would actually replace both optos. New ones with the post, you know, with well, the Well, by holders. optos, you mean the receiver and the sender. Yes, yes, both the receiver and the sender. And make sure they align. So you got to make sure that you actually are getting your signal when you do it. And make sure it's not being blocked by the metal thing it's behind. Exactly. And then Aren't there two optos in there? I don't remember. Well, th- there's one for like if it goes in the scoop because it needs to know yes. if you shoot the ball in there. But then there's one for if you made a goal before yes. it enters the scoop as it rolls down. Yes, there's two. It's interesting that they're both doing it. Is there an opto in the scoop or is it like an up kicker where it just presses no, down? It, it is an opto. It is an opto because it goes down and there's two optos, one on each side of the scoop side. And there's also one in the pathway. When it goes through the goal, it goes through the pathway. And the thing is, there if there too. was an issue with the opto and the um, up kicker, wouldn't it fire a lot? It he's saying, a lot. He's saying it's just giving false goals and stuff. Yeah, which is the other opto, which is the goal opto. 
But he said sometimes it doesn't fire when he goes in the scoop. So other times, ball will go into the goal, it won't register. But it read it sometimes registers striker hideout without the ball going in. Yeah, so it's got to be both that are flaky. Yeah, I would replace all four. They're kind so of cheap. Just do it. Connected on the switch matrix. Well, that would be not the switch matrix. It actually goes first. It goes to the ten or the seven uh, switch opto board. The only thing it could be if it is a flaky uh, IC chip on those. When it says striker hideout, is it giving him an advance towards lock? Because if not, it could just be the first striker award. If you can shoot the goal when it's not yeah. lit, and it'll count Ooh. as a rant striker's hideout mystery award. It's possible that's programmed where it doesn't even care if you hit the VUK switch and it's just, oh, you got a goal and goal wasn't lit. Let's give you the striker hideout award. Yeah. Sometimes Whereas if, if the VUK switch is faulty, you'd, you'd light multi-ball instantly because that shot is always lit to advance I, or multi-ball. I thought it turned off after like you shot it once or twice each time. You yeah, the, set, the center one's always lit. No, it's not always lit. No, it's not. No. Really? No. I, you have to actually shoot both ramps. No, like I don't think I think that center one is always lit on, on oh, any difficulty. Ron, can you go Good test your, your striker extreme? Uh, my striker extreme, what? Oh, your World, World Cup, Cup soccer. soccer. Live World Cup soccer testing. What What about it? Can you go shoot the striker hole repeatedly and see if you light multi ball after five shots? Is that supposed to happen? I don't think so. I don't think so. That's Ray does. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it does. I mean, when it's lit, you get a striker ward. When it's not, it just shows, like, striker kicking the ball. Striker kicking the ball, yeah. Well, yeah, you no, you can't shoot the goal over and over again. No, no, we're not saying the goal. We're saying striker. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's always a build lock arrow lit on that Although, shot. Well, no, there we go. I'm just reading it right now. Striker award goals. If you have it set for no, it doesn't give a striker award goal from a goal. If you have it a yes, it gives a striker award from an unlit goal. If it says first awards, it says only gives the first striker award from an unlit goal. Yeah, that's the default setting. That's the mystery award. Yes. Okay, what Raymond's saying is that the build lock is always lit on the thing. So if you just don't hit anything else other than it, if you hit it five times, you're going to get I don't know, because I think when you hit it, I thought it goes off and other shots light. So you can't just hit the same thing over and over. Yeah, I thought that too. Who has a World Cup soccer? Ron does. I do. It's right there. It's not right there. I'm in a completely different room. He's upstairs in his room. I'm upstairs. All right, well, after this podcast, you should... Yeah, you're going to give us answers. Yeah, one of us doesn't have to drive several hours to go see this. Maybe right Stu will pick it against you, and then you can check ooh, out your ooh. theory. Ooh, snap! But that's a newer game. Stu doesn't like those. So though that's... Uh, I think he likes Bally Williams. I think he, he likes okay. those. Okay. That's all for the mailball mail bag? Okay. Hey, Zach. What? Whoa, whoa. That's way too much enthusiasm. <laughs> I want you to put some knowledge on us about sucky flippers. You have some theories. I have theories. I don't have any knowledge. I, I know. <laughs> I want to hear theories. I want our listeners to hear your theories so they could come back and say, like, nah, it ain't that. Nah, you're wrong. Is this Schoolhouse Rock? Schoolhouse Rockin'. I guess not. I don't get it. You had some theories about the different manufacturers and, and why their flippers are not optimal. Half of them use switching power supplies. Okay, why is this a problem? I don't know if it's a problem, but it's different, and different is bad. Uh, not really. You know, because they're all using Williams Max, right? Yep. Oh, the ones we talk about, when we're talking about, like, Jersey Jack, American Pinball, Spooky, they all use Williams Max. Everyone except Stern. Yes. And Williams designed their Fliptronics board, you know, with the coil and the transform and everything, 
and it works great. Everyone loves them. And then, like, every single manufacturer now that uses Williams mechs, their flippers all suck by comparison, right? Agree. At least not as good as the Williams. Actually, that... the best one is Alice Cooper. Yeah. Well, yeah, Spooky Sp- Sp- probably has the best, but yeah. Yeah, because I've replaced half the parts of Williams parts and things. Too. I know, but I'm saying at least Alice Cooper has the most consistent feel compared to every other Spooky. It also, Alice Cooper is the only game that actually uses dual round coils and has any stroke switches by Spooky. Thank you. Yeah, their new ones don't, right? Rick and Morty doesn't. Nope. Rick and Morty has in a stroke switch, but single wound coil. Yeah, single wound instead of double wound. Why? Well, don't they have the switch, but they didn't use it? No, they did use it in Rick and Morty because they had a whole bunch of problems. Because they switched a single round. On TNA, they had a dual wound coil, but they only used one of the windings. They ignored the other one. But the other one, like, somehow, like, made it still work just from, like, physics crap that I don't understand. But yes, like, every single spooky game has a different flipper setup. Yes, it's terrible. Uh, no consistency. Even Alice Cooper, it still only uses one winding. It just has the end of stroke switch still. So, like, it can flip it and stuff. Unlike TNA, which doesn't even have the end of stroke switch. So when it launches the ball at scoop at high speed, the flipper drops. I know. Hi, Jurassic Park. Yeah, so they're doing that. And every time you use a single round coil, it's complicated because you're doing all these uh, pulse width modulation PBM stuff to try to keep the flipper up without overpowering your coil. And I've stuck a stern game under a oscilloscope and look at the readings and they've got like this super fine pattern that they're doing on the pulsing to make it work good that no one else does if you're any other person using a single wound coil you can't make it work as good as a stern because stern's been working this for decades you know like they've got it down and but in the beginning they didn't either (laughs) yeah it took them a while eventually they got it it took them a while how about the dual wound people jersey jack jersey jack and American Pinball, they use transformers like Williams did. They don't use a switching power supply. And the thing with the switching power supply is, if you look at like the scope on a Williams game, it's just AC that's rectified, so it's still it's like a sine wave, which is basically pulsing. So they they're not building up heat as quickly because they're pulsing it. So there's little sixty hertz a second. There's tiny bits of cooldown time in the coil, but on a switching power supply, because a switching power supply can't deliver all the amps you need right away. It's not designed for that sort of thing. So they stick giant capacitors on there to build up extra charge to supply the big pulse you need to fire the coils. But that capacitor also means that it fills in all those little gaps in the AC ripple. So the coils heat up faster. So wait a minute, that's with a switching power supply. Yes. But for some reason, Jersey Jack and American Pinball also have big caps on their transformer. And I was chatting with some of their homebrew designers and someone mentioned that it's possible that they have smaller transformers with lower current capacities, you know, because they're cheaper. And they're trying to cover up for that by putting a big capacitor on there. Which will take away the AC ripple, which means... But I, still, I can't yes. confirm that because I don't know the current ratings of their transformers offhand. You can probably find that out through UL. Maybe. You have they to. have to. They test for it. They have to. That I know. Trust me. I heard the um, Deep Root Games just passed UL certification, finally. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, that's one of the things they do test for is cycles for, you know, everything on the Transformers. And we had to go for 240 and 120, and we had to go for a 208 test also. Meanwhile, you've got Chicago Coin, whose flippers work pretty good. Did you mean Chicago Coin or Chicago Gaming? Chicago Gaming, yep. Besides from, like, the Medieval Madness people thought there was lag and stuff thing but like the flippers are still strong right like 
they work pretty much like a Williams. Until so you got the AFM. The AFM just went to shit. The AFM, they just are weird. They're in different spots for some reason. Yeah, they were flopping things, too. Yeah. There's other factors, but, like, they use a transformer, and they don't put a cap on it. So I'm betting that they're actually using, like, a, the same spec transformer that Williams does. But that's all unsubstantiated. So that's I, I think that's been uh, your five minutes with Zach Flipper ranting. For the I week. think the UL, I think those are UL also, so you can check the readings on those also. Check back next week to find out I'm wrong about everything and get updates. Two weeks. Well, maybe three now. So there should be a tournament on Sunday, so you can't, we're not going to, yeah, it's going to be, wow. Well, I'll be on the next weekend, though, so maybe five weeks, because Thanksgiving, too. Check back eventually for an no, update. No, Ron maybe. doesn't really celebrate Thanksgiving, and I'll be back Sunday night, so maybe maybe that night weekend. Yeah, but I, I celebrate Thanksgiving. That's on a Thursday, though. Yeah. Yeah, when is the next episode? Because in two weeks, it's fantastic. Yes, I know it's not going to be that. It'll be probably three. I, I'm thinking the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Maybe just you and me, you know, old just times. Just you and me. And, the week, and then two weeks after that, we have another tournament, right? Yes, we do. You do? What tournament would that be? The tournament Godzilla. Godzilla. Oh, the one you're not going to be at. Godzilla. I'm actually missing League and Godzilla. Oh, my God. Wait, League is that Sunday? League is that Sunday, the twelfth. Oh. So is this a public? What what tournament is this? What date is this? The eleventh of December. A Godzilla launch party at the world famous Rochester Pinball Collective. Godzilla, dun, 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 Godzilla, and it's gonna be. We don't go no stinking pro. We don't even go no stinking premium. You don't even go one stinking one le. LE. We go two, baby. They are in Rochester. So we'll be, they'll be coming to, uh, in the back, hopefully back room area, maybe, or I think they're going to go to the people's houses for the first week or two. And then we have to move them on up. I just say they come right to the co-op. Where is this co-op? It's at 349 West Commercial Street in East Rochester, suite number 2965. What's the date of that? That is December 11th, sir. When you guys are getting ready for the tournament, I'll be in Florida. Sipping, hopefully, a big drink. Yeah, oh, Ron so will be there. I'll be there. Steph will be there. Yes, probably. two weeks after Thanksgiving. Maybe, yes. maybe not. What? Maybe Ray. Maybe we'll you might Ray. not be there earlier. Well, it looks like uh, what week anything is. The, the, the... Time is a lie, but you should be at Rochester Pinball Collective. You should be. You should be. You should be there. Like when? When can I go there regularly? What are your regular hours, Bruce? Thursday from five p.m. to ten p.m. Pay one price, $20. And for the bigger bonus and the best deal of all, you can come Saturday from 3 to 11. And it's also $20 to get in there. You can come and go as you please for each one of those days when you pay. Pay one price, play all the games. I don't know. I mean, how many games do you have there? Oh, three or four. No, <laughs> no we have 47 right now. But if you mention the podcast, it'll let you to the secret back room. Yes, it will. And we have at least 15 more in the back. <laughs> That's Bruce fun. for the full tour. Yes. I don't know. I, I, I tend to like older games and newer games. I, like, I, I need different varieties of games to be satisfied. And most places just don't do that. We have everything from the 50s on up. 50s on up? You mean to, to modern, recent times? Yes. Holy shit. This place is incredible. We're the only place in upstate New York that has EMs on location. Are there any in New York City? 
upstate New York, there's only one. I, he had one. There was only one at uh, Moon at uh, Moon uh, Moon River. Moonwalker. Moonwalker. Oh. They only had one. It was Delta Queen. I don't know if they still have that. Oh, that's right. I remember Delta Queen. That, oh, that was oh. sure a game. I remember getting being banned from the new, uh, upstate finals when I went down just to play it. It's going to be my go-to game. Wait, what? My first ever upstate finals was there, and I was like, oh, they've got one EM. I'll just play that every round, and I get there, like, we're not putting that one in. Yeah, no, I didn't. That was, like, I knew, I that was when I met knew. you at yeah, that the upstate. The guy knew that it wasn't going to hold up. That's and why. Because I remember Delta Queen was not in that tournament. Oh, my yeah. God. You would have killed it if they'd let Dude, you. Dude, Delta Queen it. looks cool. Yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's, it's, it's a better uh, bow and arrow. Oh, that's kind of what it looks like, yeah. But, uh, Wait, yeah, so it's, uh, we have EM. We have EMs. We have sol- early solid states. We have your System 11s. We have your Spookies. We have your Jersey Jacks. We have your new Sterns. We have it all. You Come have old down. Sterns. Lots yes. of old Sterns. So many. On UHF, Dude, right? We got it all on UHF. That's city. <laughs> we got it all at RPC. Yeah, see? <laughs> I knew I'd get right with that one. Always got to have a... Including the latest streaming equipment. Yes. Donated generously by Ron Hallett. (laughs) So, all right. Let's see. uh, Plugs. Well, that was one long plug there. Um, Oh, my. Oh, my. That's Slamtail Podcast. You can reach us at slamtailpodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, www.slamtailpodcast.com. All our links are in the upper right-hand corner, and we're working last I checked. Thank you for all the comments and questions for this week's show. That was very nice. Hopefully we got to everything. Um, Expo was a long show. Not long enough. Not long enough. Uh, Next will be Pintastic. more vendor hours. (laughs) New vendors. In two weeks, I will be a Pintastic. I'd like to go. But I cannot. Unless there's a game for sale, then I can just run out there one day and get it. And he will. <laughs> he will do that. I uh, actually, I might go the other way. I might go what? west. Might go west. I might go west. Go west, young man. I did go. I did go east this past two weeks. Oh yeah, you picked up some games. Yes, I did. What did you pick? Oh, rack them up. Rack them up, Gottlieb. Mm-hmm. When you're actually picking up Gottlieb's, we know something is just wrong with the universe. I actually like that game. I like that game a lot. Wow. All right, Bruce. Are you sure you're Bruce? Bruce, would you say it's the best pool-themed pinball machine? Hmm. It has no. a spinner. No, no, it has a spinner. It doesn't have multi-ball. And I, mean, I, do like, I do like multi-ball. What pool game is multi-ball? There's two. Bad Girls. Mm, bad Girls. And Sharky Shootout. Bad girls or rack them up, Bruce? What would you rather have? Mm. Rack them up. Rack them up or eight ball champ. So you just have to give Zach the bad girls. No, but eight ball champ doesn't multi ball either. So it's already inferior. It's already inferior. Rack them up or eight ball champ? Rack them up. Really? It gets old. The reason why is that the upper shot gets old after a while. The fathom shot. Yeah, rack them up doesn't have the one shot, it's got all the shots. Yes. Okay. Now, if you said rack them up or Sharky Shootout, I have to go Sharky Shootout because at least it is the eight ball deluxe play field with multi ball. But that's bad girls. No, no, no. But you have DMD also. You get some humor in there also. They I don't actually think I've ever humor. seen rack them up before. I'm just looking at a picture of it. I, this is 
definitely different than any other pool game well, I've Well, come to the RPC. And you'll be able to play it. Wait, you guys just get one? We got one. We just, I just I went out to Maine and got it. Wow. <laughs> Wait, you went to freaking Maine for that? Yo. Yes. Oh, how do you like that 10,000 spinner? That looks juicy. It is very juicy, and it's very cool. And the only problem with it, of course, what spinner is it? Oh, is it a plastic one? No, it's, oh, no, it's still a silver one. Metal. Oh, it's a it's silver metal, one. But okay. It, but it's still, you know, it's we got to get Ron on it. Ron will make it tweak. How do you light it for a 10,000 to spin? The left uh, card. There's a couple things. I think it's a f- in lane. Almost does the same rules like it does for uh, for TX sector. Rack them up or cue ball wizard. Oh, Rowdy right. ramp, Rowdy ramp, Rowdy ramp. Rowdy ramp, Rowdy ramp. Sure yeah. need that ramp shot. Oh, I forgot about that game, and that's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sure terrible. need that ramp shot. Well, I might have to go. How I about that ramp? I might have to see Raymond in a couple weeks. That's all I'm going to say. We uh, are we plugging or we still have one more? We still have one more bit to do. Oh, we do. We're like two and a half hours in. You're killing me, guys. One more bit. One more bit. Okay. Say, what's our favorite thing we do at this show? Uh, talk shit. Would you? Swear. Insult Stern. Well, that's that's a typical thing. That's every time. <laughs> would you or would you not buy that? I have one, two, three. I got four. I got four things. Only only four. Only four. Okay. Only four. So go to eBay, folks, and look up these numbers he's about to say. Yep. First number is 384-485-471-922. It's a Bally 8-ball pinball machine, and it's upside down. It is upside down. Is there a glassless picture? I mean, oh. There's a pixel-less picture. Bally 8-Ball Pinball Machine has keys and electrical paperwork. May need board work. Okay, so it doesn't work. But played the last time it was plugged in. Define played. Missing legs. What? Okay, there are multiple pictures. There's weird cropping going on. He does not want you to see what's around the game. But, like, some of the pictures, the same picture's there twice, and one's cropped and one's not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then the one clearly shows the other stuff. Where uh, I don't understand. It's got a little bit of wear. Uh, it's Just got a, a little. fuck ton of wear. <laughs> uh, I saw this thing. I was like, oh, my God. The back glass is really weird, too. If you look at the top, it looks like it's peeling from oh, the yeah, top it does. down. Yeah, yeah that, that that's like uh, water has been running down the inside of that. Yeah. But, Bruce, it's only $913. <laughs> yes. Starting bid. Starting bid, and it's in Arizona, Flagstaff. Would you or would you not buy this? No, nope, I would 100% not. 100% positive feedback. I know, you can't for put that two yeah, for two, uh, two listings. Probably neither of them are games. Let's see. No, they're for they're buyer feedback. No, they're seller feedback from people he's bought shit from. Okay. So no on that one, right, no. guys? No? Okay. Ticket number 154. Six five six five nine seven four seven seven. Atari Pinball Hercules top piece. So am I might let to believe it's only the back box. Back box only. It looks like okay. Does it have boards in it? 
We don't know. Don't know. <laughs> Rare top piece for Hercules, world's largest pinball machine. Not working, but all components are in there. Might mm-hmm. be getting bottom half as well. If so, we can discuss price. Last one sold for 10K. Museum of Pinball? Yeah, yeah, I think so. He wants oh, yeah. $3,000 for the head. Yeah. No offers accepted. I could tell you, instead of the head, I can just give him the finger. <laughs> wow. <laughs> $3,000. No. He's on crack. He is on crack. I have to agree. I saw that. I was like, oh, wow. Hercules. What the F is going on here? I, I love like, well, a head is like 30% of a game, right? So it's 30% of the value. Yeah. You know? I mean, the back glass looks fine because it's plexiglass. Yes. It's plexiglass, yeah. It's like the it, it bottom half. Yeah. Wait, Zach, doesn't your homebrew need a head? There you go. Ooh. Holy shit, the, that would be a big head. head ever. That'd be the biggest head. <laughs> you can Z- put a Zach, TV in. Zach's homebrew pinball, looking for sponsors, accepting one Hercules head. With a TV, <laughs> you, just, you make it a TV. By the way, Zach's homebrew will be at the Pintastic Show, so please play it. Give him your feedback. Break it. Tell him he needs a back box head. He does. Give him a name for his. Um, you'll have the only homebrew that has no name. It has a name. No, it doesn't. Zach's pin. Yeah. Zach's homebrew is literally the name. Zach's pool. You'd know what the name was if it was written on the back glass. But it's not. That's why well, I, I can't that's put the back glass on so you know what the name is. It's a secret. Zach's pool. Keeping the name close to his chest, it's kind of like a poker move. Zacky like Pool. Your cards. I like Zacky Pool. This is fun part. Zach's Bluff is the name of the game. There you go. Okay. How about the, the Headless Poor's Man? Because <laughs> you get poor from losing all your poker money and it has no head. I, uh, mm. I tried. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. One three 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 eight. Seven three seven nine nine three. Whoa! Look at all these coils. Thirty-six pieces of new pinball machine coil. Uh, yeah, machine coin stern pinball I, I can't solenoid. Tell if that's a good deal or not because I've never had to well, buy a, a, a coil. Cost fifteen dollars, Raymond. Yes. Do your deal math. Fifteen times thirty-six is not six hundred dollars, and especially when you have. It's close though. Twelve it's of close. the same coil, which is their Bally, their Bally Williams coils on the the most. They're different coils. No, no, but saying that the big, the twelve in the beginning, the first picture has twelve of the same AQ twenty six six hundred, which are. Oh, the, I see. It's a variety pack. Yes. Well, they're not all. No, some are. A, one is this AF twenty five five hundred, right in the corner. They're not all the oh, same. Oh yeah, there is. Oh yeah, they're all all the same. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd buy this. I think he needs to maybe cut his price in half before. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, there's <laughs> but way... shipping is only four dollars. Wow, that, is that actually is a good deal. And it's deal in Chicago, Raymond. You can pick these up for us. But ah. he says if you buy them in separate pieces, it would cost approximately seven hundred nineteen dollars and sixty four cents. So he went through looking up prices. But half these coils are not good. At coils. charging nineteen ninety nine per. Yeah, and half these coils are not common coils that anyone would be going, hey, I need this coil. That makes them rare, Bruce. They're limited edition. Yeah, it's got to be it. That's why they're so much more. It's because they're uncommon. 
Not gonna lie, but like I need all those cards in the second picture though. So. Okay, so then. You Are you tempted? To... No. Thank God. Are you sure so. you can make an offer? You can make an offer. You can't refuse. Make an offer, offer for uh, bucks. whatever you calculated. Try making an offer for just the ones you need and see what happens. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So no buy on that one. Not me. Okay. Another strike. Number. Three five three. Seven five eight. Two four six. Eight eight eight. 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 Oh, eight. again. What the- this is a, a Raymond trademark. Whenever yes, Raymond's a Raymond on, trademark, he has to, to say, find yeah. some like totally this is because of the bunghole crane, isn't it? Yes, it yes. is. Yes, we had the bung. Now we have the novel tone vintage original condom vending machine. It's the uh, Pecker, Pecker stretcher. stretcher. <laughs> if you have any doubts about yourself, try one. <laughs> I oh, swear wow. to God, for the man who has little. <laughs> For the man who has little. It's slim and discreet. <laughs> the pecker stretcher. Oh my god, look at that artwork. That is uh Yeah, that's uh, very risque. Yeah. I love how they like put the name over like her lower half, but still she's topless. Yes, exactly. And and she could have like held the ruler yeah, the such ruler, that there was yeah. no nip, but there's exactly. nip. Exactly, of course not, no. <laughs> Would you pay ninety dollars for this sign? It's just for the decal. It's just a sticker. It's not even the actual. It's not for an actual condom vending machine. It's for Aww. a decal for a condom vending machine. Front it, the front of it, that you would buy your decal. You buy your condoms at no. the. Uh, no. No. Okay. Okay. So I struck out this time. So, uh, and anything else? Anyone want to plug anything? Here's your chance, Raymond. You could say great things about Stern Pinball. Yeah, go play Godzilla and get Insider connected. There you go. There you go. We're already we're did. All insider. Yep, we we're all insider. It is fun. I'm connected now. This podcast will now be Zach Sharp approved. Definitely. Yes. 100%. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Well, thanks, everybody. Thank you guys for coming on. Steph, thank you. Zach. Hi, Steve Bowden. Hi, Zach. Hi, Steve. Hi Raymond. Thanks to you, to you too. Oh, you're yes, here. Hi. Yeah, great coming on. Bye, everybody. Do or die pinball. Do or die, which he doesn't have to do now because he already said it all. I'm sure that's what he's thinking. Yeah. And you have someone else to edit it instead of you. Just edit that part out and just post it on your podcast afterwards. All I said was I played a game against Escher and DJ. (laughs) So what I'm hearing is uh, we need a full synopsis. There you go. On your podcast. What is your podcast, Raymond? Called Do or Die Pinball Podcast. And uh, I also stream on Twitch, Ray Day Pinball. I'm actually going to stream right after this call. Oh, exciting. What are you going to stream? Beatles. Beatles. All right. We'll see how much trouble I get in with the Twitch people. Yeah. Yes, this has been episode 176. Thanks to everyone out there. We'll be back. Maybe three weeks. Maybe three weeks. We'll see. This is is a long one, so this ought to tide you over. Listen to it slowly (laughs) over time. Take your time with this one, boys and girls. Almost a three-hour tour. A three-hour three tour. Hour a WPC game I'd never buy. It does have a cool toy, though. It does. It does. But the game really sucks bad. Which game? Gilligan's Island. Oh, God. Yeah, that game's just... Ugh. Well, yes, w- wait is. a minute. Zach, Zach, do you like Gilligan's Island? Uh, I like the center shot. Okay. Is that the one through the toy? Or is that just a... No. That's the one of the targets of both sides. You got to bounce back and forth to light the mystery board. Okay. 
That's a cool idea. I want more of that. You like targets that you can't hit directly? No, you can't hit them, but it's like right at the middle, so you can like bounce between them, like ricochet back and forth as you go up the shot. So kind of like the Black Rose three-bank ricochet? Yeah, but really compressed down to like one and a half inches wide. All right, you've heard it here. Pinball manufacturers, get on that. Dead. Silence. Silence. Yes. Well, doesn't (laughs) listen to us, so. All right, thanks, everybody. Until next time, say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, John Peters. games valhalla oh yeah but that's all part of expo really i know that's what we're gonna be talking about and uh armageddon oh the fact that i got to armageddon i don't want to close my eyes (laughs) i don't want to (laughs) fall yeah i'm missing you i don't want to hear you sing oh sorry (laughs) all right voice test so i'm ron hello Hello. Steph? Steph? Hang on. Steph has gotten distracted and somehow spent four minutes in the living room without getting a chair. This is a chair right That's here. That's a stool. How's that a chair? You, got, you just perched on a stool for two hours? Ooh, that's going to hurt. Right. It's a Steph stool. I mean, it's up to you. It's a Steph stool. It's a Steph stool. <laughs> oh, no, the Steph stool is somewhere else. It's in my car. <laughs>